Blog Talk Radio. Scientific breakthroughs, the unveilings, spiritual revelations, the openings.
We've had a home foreclosed on, automobiles repoed, locked out of our business, yes we've walked through the fee code. Matters not if you were sorry until it's run down your cheeks, so it's best you swear your chest, get up, get dressed and face the people. And ain't no use in running because life it don't stop coming. The future's here, the past is present, shit now ain't that something. It's bumping like your heart be thumping when adrenals pumping. Through your blood no clumping when that shit just don't stop dumping. Most folk ain't riding business, feeling like everything's stupendous. It's real like here, hard to have no feel when you get jammed up in pinches. So nigga get dirty just to get that paper for water to wash the dishes. Diamond, 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 Seven ticks up comb through the catacombs and zones, searching for the honeycomb. Homes my cologne, reach the struggle in low tones, the scent of some dried bones by the hound dog just foams. At the mouth, he wants me out in the open. He just hoping to expose me to the frozen frigid winter. Guess I'm chosen to be golden for this battle of the eon. I'm no chattel or no peon. Born a king and I will be one. Take the mirror, you will see one. Or a queen is for that reason. I was sent to be a beacon for the season. I'm Aquarius. I overcome nefarious, imperious. My rank and foul so serious and serious. Cesarean section bust through your gut so you can feel me. Like Bobby Blue and Johnny Tooth. These muddy waters coming through with dirty shoes and bruise. I reach for you. I'm reaching for you. Diamond, diamond, diamond. Diamond, diamond, diamond. Diamond, 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 This is your motivational message. Look and listen to this lesson. Life's just a series of testing. You either passing or failing. You either sinking or selling. Inhaling roses you smelling. Exhaling shit you expelling. No ejections. Ain't no belling. This is the telling phase of your journey. The point of your life when you earn thee. Distinction of one who understood, overstood, and innerstood. The tried stone rejected by the builder who knew you could. But 32,000 pounds per square inch of pressure become a diamond. Diamond, diamond, diamond. To the people, power, power to the people, power to the people, power, power to the people, power to the people, power, power to the people, power to the people, power, power to the people. Peace, prosperity, protection, and good health. It is, once again, another Tips and Tricks Tuesday, and I am your host for the evening, Blackwater, the Meta Magician. First and foremost, I want to give thanks to those who came before and those who will come after. I say, I say. 
give thanks to the First World Order Radio family out there. Staying on the move, staying motivated, elevating, elevating, you know it, to the highest realms possible, which is infinite. We give thanks to our good brother, Dr. Eileen, his wife, queen, sister, princess, goddess, <laughs> Kadira. Um, give thanks to brother Jamal. And give thanks also to uh, Brother Fahim Mill. And of course, give thanks to the extended family, Washita and, and all, you know, everyone out there just listening in and just out there that might not be piping into the actual broadcast, but just on that wavelength. Stay moving, stay, you know, keep going to where it is. Everything is everything, you know what I'm saying? It's all in the day. Um, Today's topic of discussion, the, the title is The Infinite Zero Chakra. Um, going to get into it in a few seconds. Uh, first, I want to correct myself. Uh, last blog, I, I run it kind of fast on a couple of things, and I blurted out wrong information. But one, the good sister queen, um, goddess, uh, Kadira's birthday is next month. I, I said it was the... Uh, each following day or 16th is next month. So, uh, so part of self uh, on that. Um, I also stated that um, the, the spring started on, well, I said winter started on February 1st, actually, but actually that spring started on February 1st. Each quarter, um, each uh, quarter or the midway between, say, for instance, we have, uh, what is it, Capricorn and, and Aries. So we have December, and then you have, um, well, you have actually, um, well, Capricorn is within the end, but you have January, February, March. All right, so March is going into where we have the, um, the spring equinox. So when day and night, you know, it's the same or equivalent. So in that, in between that time, the 15 degrees in between is, um, that's when the actual first day of each season actually changes. We go by the um, we go by the the astrological point of view, but in nature, that's when at February first, that's when spring starts. So, for instance, summer starts on May first, Beltane, and then um, autumn actually starts on September first. I think that's uh, how you pronounce it, uh, Lumbungada, some some something like that. But then going on into, I know I just ate that up, but uh, at any rate, then we go into um, winter on actually, that will be on on um, November 1st. Lamas. I mean, uh, Simon, Simon Day. Alright, so each one of those so-called uh, Sabbaths are really relating to how nature is starting to exchange that energy, that solar energy, and it's going through those different phases at those different times. And I also said uh, the, the children of, oh, oh, hypothalamus is actually the third aspect of the wise man. I said, I think I stated that it was the hippocampus. I was running through it fast, freestyling off the top of it. Anyway, no excuses. But at any rate, it's uh, the three wise men are the pineal gland, territory gland, and the hypothalamus. Thalamus actually means the inner bedroom or the inner chamber. All right, but that's uh, 
where also emotions are exerted and whatnot and things of that manner. Um, but, um, but the hypothalamus is that that third, that latter part of that interconnection between um, what we call the Orion's belt as well as um, the Giza pyramids, those three pyramids within the Great Pyramid. And Horu Makato or the Sphinx. And the Nile as well. The Nile being the Milky Way. The three pyramids of Giza being the Orion's Belt. And uh, of course, Horu Makato, Horu Makato meaning the light on the horizon, twice the light on the horizon. But uh, Horu Makato meaning the light on the horizon that is uh, Leo, the constellation Leo. Alright, so I had to clarify that, get, reiterate, get that back right, you know what I'm saying, you know, I don't want to leave anyone astray, I said, I had stated, oh yeah, also the children of Israel didn't cross Jordan, I mean, didn't cross, uh, yeah, the Jordan, they went to the wilderness, you know, I was going fast sometimes, I don't know, you know, it's all good, we still in there, alright, but tonight, like I said, tonight's um, topic of discussion is the infinite zero chakra, um, I want to give thanks to the good brother who had commented on YouTube and asked if we would elaborate on that, on the 12 chakra system, actually, from my own perspective. So, of course, of course, you know, it's a horse, of course, and his name is uh, Hippocampus. Nah, it's a you know. But Hippocampus, that was that, that, that's emotions and memories, so, you know. But before we start, I dive into, into all that. Um, also, coming up event. March 17th, 18th, 19th, the good brother and sister are going to be down, going to be, you know, doing a melanated event. So um, for the for the spring equinox, it's a good time of the year to gather your energy. Of course, we, we're, on the black, we're on the last day of February. February, the admin purification is the 28th, you know, so on the last blog on the 14th of February, which is midway. Of the 28, and the 28 representing both are representing uh, the exchange of from one realm, like waning and waxing of the moon, yin and yang, whatnot, but the exchange and then the collective connection or unison of both um, realities, male and female. You know what I'm saying? With all these other distractions out here, because like, this month is also Black History Month, you know what I'm saying? So, Black History Month is, is a good time to um, develop certain qualities that are innate to us or within us by purging. But we, a lot of us are, are more reflective or concerned about the, the month of Black History Month instead of being uh, who we are naturally all year round. And, ex, it, you know, expounding on that through, by giving black, basically, and, and always um, enhancing your inner qualities by giving black to yourself. You know, basically what that means, what I'm saying is like what, of Dr. Francis Crest Wilson was teaching protective melanin, you know, so basically what what is meant by giving black is always notice what you are intaking because that's in turn what that melanin is going to participate with. And that melanin is uh, very potent, it's very powerful, and it can also, it can be a very good friend, but it also can be your worst, our worst enemy, you know what I'm saying, the inner me, you know, the inner melanin can uh, turn against us if we do not um, I'm not going to say learn to control it, but learn to be at one with it and give it what is necessary. And we're going to talk about a few things that relate to that. All of this is pretty much, you know, you can't do nothing without 
speaking on melanin, it is the doorway to our existence. Um, grab the book real quick. Um, let's see here. Uh, I think it's in this one. Name. Perfect planning prevents poor performance. It's a statement. Oh, yeah, it's right here. Uh, Dr. Richard King, African origin of biological psychiatry. The black dot is an ancient symbol for blackness. It is the black seed of humanity, archetype of humanity, the hidden doorway to the collective unconsciousness, darkness, the shadow, primeval ocean, chaos, the womb, doorway of life. All right, so it's the doorway of life. It's the shadow, the primeval ocean, the hidden doorway. It's that black dot. That's the black dot. You know what I'm saying? That's the first initial um, spark. That's first cell. You know what I'm saying? The two-dimensional space, uh, dark energy, dark matter, mother, father, new earth, life and light, you know what I'm saying? By way of the sun, the black sun behind the sun, sun behind the sun behind the sun. All right, so with all the illusionary products that we have, that's really multiplicity of our greatness and how we have created things, we can get caught up on some of the aspects of of life and light in place of uh, the zero point. All right, so that zero point, zero chakras, um, so you just tap into it a little something here um, with zero point. First and foremost, when uh, thinking of or attempting to or gaining occult knowledge, we must know, or you know, not much, but there is a need for a few qualities. And, and basically, the first one is motivation to learn or to remember put back those pieces, put those pieces back together that have been dismembered. For instance, with uh, 14 pieces of, of Ophir or Osiris, you know what I'm saying, and then putting them back together, uh, it relates to the 28 as well, because 14 is physical and the other 14 on the other side is the spiritual. So it, it adds up to 28, which is um, basically 10, and 10 is completion. Alright, so First, of course, we, we do need to have determination and motivation, and then we have to be very thoughtful, mindful of what we are doing and what we are intaking as far as um, the information is concerned, the occult information, the hidden information. And then we need insight to be able to, you know, or into, in, intuitive nature, you know what I'm saying, have that, that right brain opened, you know what I'm saying, to a point to where we can um, acknowledge the information properly. And then be intuitive enough to discern between what is necessary and what is not. And we definitely need um, a sense of analogy, you know, knowing that um, basically analogy is uh, the comparison between two things that are very similar in some way, but they they tend to break down and break up into something to make it easier to understand. So, and that in analogies are, are basically they're in the format of allegories with um, punchlines that include metaphors and similes. Metaphors and similes have like and ass in it, something like that. And then the allegory is basically um, a statement, or it's a it's a it's basically a poem, a picture, or some type of story that has a deeper um, level of, of meaning to it. 
that could be based on morals or could be based on a spiritual reality outside of just a um, simple storyline. Okay, so we need those. I'm not saying need, but that's a, a good um, foundation to have those different aspects when um, going into occult information or esoteric information so that we know how to discern between what's necessary and what's not. Now, I tend to go into a di- a different realms of quantum physics or, or science. I'm a spiritual person, so science would helps bring about the balance between the spiritual side or the intelligent side of myself and my nature. So I, br- I bring the science to the table with like quantum physics. Quanta um, is a word that is, is derived from quinta. Quinta means five. And so quantum physics or quanta, the fifth element, you know what I'm saying? So um, when we speak on quintessential or, or you know what I'm saying, or quintessence, we're speaking on the, the fundamental four basic elements being fire, air, water, and earth, and then the fifth element um, tapping or capping it off being um, spirit or intelligence. So when these scientists, physicists are speaking on quantum physics, what they're talking about is the um, um, that what they're really talking about is how science and spirit are interconnected without saying it blatantly. So that's a, and, um, that's an analogy basically and also allegory. Alright, so I touch on that a little something. That's where we're going to bring that to the table tonight for the most part. So the brother mentioned, you know, elaborating on the 12 chakra system. And um, I thought about it. I was like, well, you know, I can go into the 12 chakra system and and get some breakdowns and breakups on it from the, you know, the perspective of, of the information that's given linearly. But I know we've already done that. Pretty much not with the twelve chakra system, but you know, with twelve cranial nerves, uh, twelve tribes of Judah, I mean, twelve tribes of Israel. You know, the, um, twelve disciples, twelve signs of the horoscope or astrology. You know, the or the twelve planets, basically. Um, you know, different different realities, different realms of thoughts. So I was like, well, now nah, I'm have to meditate on that. So literally, I. I so I went and meditated, and I was like, well, 12, 1 plus 2. It was, just, it was right there, 1 plus 2. It's 3. You know, so I was like, well, you know, 12 plus 3, which is a, a triad. You know, that, so that's a gathering of two opposing forces to form a third force of equilibrium, basically. And the third, thus, will be bringing completion and atonement by way of those two first forces which were opposing First one being knowledge, basically the second one, wisdom, and the third one, understanding or understanding, overstanding, however we want to look at it. But that third one is the the birth of the child, you know, sun, moon, star, um, mother, father, child, that brings about that love, that connection of unity between the first two that we're opposing. But that third force is a force of equilibrium and completion. But also we can look at it as the triumph self because it's three. And that child self is the knower, the thinker, and the doer. So the knower is the is the intelligent side. The thinker is the intelligence brought down or transduced into an informational um, type of avenue to where the doer can comprehend it and be able to discern between 
what is necessary and what is not. But also it could be looked at as spirit, mind, and matter, you know. And that would be a, if it was a three-legged chair and we take one of those legs off, then the leg will fall. So spirit, mind, and matter, know what they could do with knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Knowledge is basically the, the bricks, you know, since the information is the bricks that build the bridge of wisdom that leads to the understanding, overstanding, understanding. So knowledge is, is what we what is necessary to build the future into existence. And so so that spark that of knowledge, that light, you know what I'm saying, goes and builds this pathway of wisdom to bridge into what we gather as our um, way of thought and what we know to be right or wrong. You know what I'm saying? When, and when one of those aspects of spirit, mind, and matter, spirit being that spark, mind being that dark matter or that the, the infinite aspect of ourself coming into a material, start to flow into a material not yet manifested, but then matter being the, the information as it flows into the physical, and that is um, the triangle self. Also three is the first closed circuit, which is a triangle. So a triangle, and this is where we're going to go into a little math a little bit, but basically a triangle, a triangle circumference will always equal 180. So if you have two triangles, that will equal 360. And we know that in, in alchemy, alchemy being all you know, God, basically, El, all, also meaning force, power, and Kim, Kimmy, uh, meaning dark or black, but dark power, dark energy. We can translate um, power or force into energy, so dark energy. But that triangle is um, basically um, the dark energy. All right, so let me check this out. This is going to, I'm going to read this out of. Is that dark light consciousness states in dark light consciousness by um Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum. Um, on page page 30, melanin also has a tetrahedron, a pyramidal shape, a shape that is associated with not only the pyramid but the many forms of the image of the Suryantra and the many internal shapes that the sound arm makes. Melanin, because it interacts with the electromagnetic energy spectrum, has a wave nature. This is intimately connected to one of the aspects of light, the wave nature of light. Melanin is also a biochemical substrate. In other words, because melanin is both physical substrate of our physical bodies and innumerable levels, and because it is intimately woven into the electromagnetic field, it becomes the entryway. The physical template for our capacity to vibrate with fifth dimensional forces, fifth dimensional forces that in this system are the reality and the nature of light itself. All right, so melanin is a tetrahedron or pyramidal shape. All right, so three is also symbolic of the first closed circuit, which is a triangle. A triangle always equals 180. 180 plus 180 is 360. That's a complete circle. So the triangle within a circle, it goes back to um, the alchemical symbol 
that we um, that we have placed in front of us in, in inside of that meditation, standard meditation of Qigong of um, developing the Mekuba through intent, mudra, mantra, and mandala. The mandala being that alchemical symbol. But so we got that right there in front of us, and that is basically the doorway. You know what I'm saying? That triangle. Siriyantra. Siriyantra means um, the, um, the splendid support or the support of light. Yantra being, meaning support or that which sustains and supports and um, Siri meaning splendor or also um, preeminence or light. You know what I'm saying? So that, that uh, splendor or that light that supports that would be um, of course photonic energy or basically step down energy from cosmic all the way to photonic and, um, and the energy that we would call etheric on this plane. So tonight we were discussing the infinite zero chakra and if you notice I placed 801 next to that the infinite zero chakra 801 this well you know it went what we would entail with the this tonight's topic is basically going to talk about the seven fundamental chakras and the traditional yoga point of view which is somewhat more esoteric and a little advanced in correspondence to those rotating circles of energy but um, first thing first um there's the ancient maximum that states um we must look back to see how far we've come and another one that states we stand on the shoulders of day of those that come before us so with that said i'm going to and also ecclesiastics 1 9 states um what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There's nothing new under the sun. All right, so with nothing being new under the sun, all these different points of view and different aspects of thought we've already we've already brought it to the table before. So uh, with the twelve chakras, the twelve chakras basically is a neo pagan, if you want to say, or new age type of uh, ideology. And I, I, when I went deeper into, I started looking at a few things in a different way. Cause I was listening to how, first I was listening to some brothers, uh, some Israelite brothers speaking on um, on, the, on some information. And I noticed how that their exchange or their expression of information is, it, it was uh, saying that this is the truth, unrefuted. This is it, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. This is the 100% truth. This is what it is. We are these. This is this. This is that. I'm like, hold on. That sounds like indoctrination. Why does it have to be that? You know, saying it's talking about lineage. I think they were talking about lineage or something like that. And who the true um, tribe of Israel are, are? Who the real children of Israel are? The chosen. And I was just listening at their just the commentary, basically, and how they're breaking it down. Like I don't, I don't want to be indoctrinated or forced to believe. I know if I'm young, yeah, you know, it'd be very easier. It would be much easier to manipulate my my frame of thought if I was younger. Because I will, you know, being young, we want to be included on something. We're trying to find a, a answer to all these numerous questions that may be, you know, swimming around in our our think tank. 
And um, sometimes, you know, certain information is glued to our our logical and reasoning mind, our rational mind, yet that's only due to um, the archetypal information that's located in our DNA. So it might bring out certain aspects of our true nature of who we are, but it's not necessarily everything. It's just something that is remotely close to it. So we must continue to go in other rooms of our um, on our journey and not just get complacent and sit in that room, but the way they were bringing it. But that led me to, you know, while I was studying the um, 12 chakras, it said, we have to do this. It must be done this way. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, boy, there we go. But dealing with um, Caucasians or Europeans, we have to also recall that they're only in tune to seven or basically seven or six. Um, it, it depend, it's dependent on the individual, indivisible dual self, but seven or six parts of their um, energy system in place of um, the ultimate being infinite zero chakra. And we're going to dive into that in a few seconds, but this is out of uh, the African Yoga um, volume by um, Pablo M. Amin Kasu Sakim Pata, and he's speaking on the African seats of light, the nine Arashas. So right here, says the Arashas, the seats in the body are focal points of exchange where the psychic, spiritual, and physical planes of existence entwine to produce an exchange of energy. They work as transformers, changing the subtle sakim or the vital energy into physical energy that flow through the meridian lines in and out of these seats, connected to our personal atmosphere or energy field known as your aura. Auras are called tep hefs, tepi hefs by the ancient Africans. That's T-E-P-I-H-E-S-P by the ancient Africans. The Arashats, A-R-U-S-H-A-A-T-S, act as vortexes, whirlpools of great energy, and they are nine in total in the African, and not seven, as we are taught by the Indian Hindu yogis. The melanated African can perceive cosmic gamma waves right down to radio, TV, and electric waves. In fact, the whole light spectrum, the Caucasians perceive the light spectrum of the rainbow, which is seven bands, also known as the visible light spectrum or the standard photo band. Therefore, the highest attainment of the European body type is seven chakras, but many may only attain six. The reason is that the seven bands of visible light spectrum placed in prisms will break down into six colors. This is in line with the body type. The perception of the visible light spectrum and the electromagnetic spectrum is interlinked with the orasas and melanin. All right, so melanin. Melanin from mellow means black. The word mellow. Anin is, um, or not anin, but nin, N-I-N, the Sumerian, the Babylonian, the Syrian word that means lady, queen, and also priestess. So basically, when we're looking at the word melanin, we're, we're actually saying black queen. All right, so this black queen, this black lady, you know, that's the, the infinite um, waters of noon. You know what I'm saying? That's a uh, menti. That's uh, also the deep womb mother space. All right, so dark matter, dark energy, basically, you know what I'm saying? But basically, it's both, it's both aspects, male and female, in an octogonous unity, you know what I'm saying? So that's that black lady, though, you know what I'm saying? So give thanks to the womb of creation, you know what I mean? The one man, the womb of man, you know. But um, so this melanin is the key to understanding African spirituality. Very wisely that 
African knowledge, African information is not that trivial, meaning it's not that unimportant. It's very important. And um, he also stated that our folklore is is basically a, an initiatory system of storylines or what they call Yoruba, um, uh, Patakis, if I'm not mistaken, that's the correct word. But these Patakis are stories that are based on allegory, analogy, and um, symbolism, basically. Let me make sure that's that I, I know that's uh that's the right word, Pataki P A T A K I, if I'm not mistaken. You know. Yeah, yeah, P A T A K I don't know. I just wanted to make sure. But uh you know, so Patakis are are stories that were told in the initiatory system to um enlighten the child without embarking on an an over uh, over the head type of scenario where the information is just like what you mean quantum physics you know what you what is an atom what are you talking about so they would break it down to um you know so they were something simple like jack and jill went up the hill or jack and the beanstalk good story you know what i'm saying basically you know the, the jack and the beanstalk you got these beans throw them on the ground you know the beans is representative of of uh of growth, but also of the sacral nerve energy, Eda Pungala, at the earth base root chakra, and then it grows to the spine, this, you know, beanstalk, and it goes up to heaven and sees the giant, you know what I'm saying, and, and connects with the giant aspect of self. You know, Jack meaning basically man, you know, old English, but um, so man mind. All right, so. There was uh we were just speaking on the nine seats or the nine arasas, you know, the saying that what the brother was speaking on is saying that we have nine um chakras in in a comparison in comparison to the seven bands that or the seven chakras, seven energy points that all right, so that's very powerful, but you know, that's also just to open up, you know, the door where I'm going to, with this tonight, you know, so we're going to be looking at the seven fundamental chakras again and also how they correspond to basically, um, we're going to look at how, in ultimate truth, these statements of uh, like what I was just saying earlier of how we have um, to look back to see how far we've come, they still hold weight. You know what I'm saying? And like John Henry Clark, Dr. John Henry Clark has stated, you know, African information is not trivial. It's not an important. It's very important to know how far we've come, you know, and look back and see what the ancestors have put in place, you know what I'm saying? Because some of the, the, the like, you know, and, you know, I give thanks because uh, I haven't really touched on the chakras like that, you know, or as far and people have asked me, you know, certain things about like the hundred and eight, or, or what, what, is, why, why, where are these beads, you know, you know, what I'm saying, what is that? What's the purpose, or what is the, what is the, the meaning behind these hundred and eight beads? And you know, I'll give them the beat around version most of the time because it's long winded. But we're gonna go over that tonight. That's why it's also called 
the eight of one, infinite zero chakra. When you break down infinite zero chakra, infinite is the number eight, zero, and then chakra one. You know, so it goes back to one, that, that doorway, that black dot, the first chakra, the first initial cell, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, so the infinite zero chakra. Um, and we, I'm going to talk about that more so in a minute. So we want to know what the ultimate purpose of aligning one system as well as the origin of rather, um, rather the original format from the informational perspective of aligning the system, you know, so from an African point of view, due, due to the fact that the origins of the chakras coincide with the origin of the cosmos. Cosmos basically means an organized reality, you know, versus chaos. Chaos has the um, diminutive A, which means not um, organized or not cosmos. So chaos and, and cosmos is basically the same word. It's throw an A in there and in, in place of the M and it becomes a diminutive or it becomes a negative, a negating word, a negative word meaning not organized. So to, to exemplify on this statement of, um, you know, what the origins are, let's ponder, if you will, at the, the vast emptiness of, of nothing, of non-thing, no thing, and witness the fluid-like exchange of life, that exuberant effervescence from here to there as it as it fills seamless pockets of time space of non-movement and movement somewhat like balls on a pool table where this energy is deposited and then withdrawn giving and taking and it's energy transference with no ending no beginning only movement and non-movement and so these pockets these pockets of energy are equivalent to vortexes of energy portals like black holes or parallel realities and alternate dimensions. So I'm going to read out of uh, let's see, uh, once again the African yoga states right here. Um, blackness is light, all light, all energy, and indeed absorbs all light. You only have to read and listen to scientists as they explain black holes. The study of photography and chromatics can also explain this as the subject of photography teaches you about light spectrum and colors, which are forms of energy that are perceived. Carl Barnes explains this eloquently. Melanin is black, black simply because its chemical structure will not allow any type of energy to escape once that energy, that energy has come into contact with the structure. Light energy from the sun or artificial sources like your indoor light bulb or vibrational sounds from your stereo all causes melanin to be black in color. For instance, a light wave leaves the sun or your stereo in the form of energy particles and or vibrational sounds and travels in space until it contacts the melanin structure in your skin and other areas of the body where it is absorbed by melanin. This is to say that we not only perceive energy, through the human eyes, according to science, we now attest, we now attest to what the ancients have taught, that we are made of fine particles of energy that are constantly vibrating, and thus, this is the makeup of our bodies, our skin, limbs, organs, and glands. So every part of us, every aspect, every age, every part of this form of the physical body is actually composed of light energy, because we are absorbing it through the melanosomes or through the... Um, Subcutaneous areas of the nerves, I mean the nerves that are taking in that energy and transforming it into life 
within and without. All right, so we are black holes. Uh, we are portals that are um, connected to parallel realities and alternate dimensions. And these alternate dimensions are basically infinite in number. And they thread and weave what we call quant in quantum physics, what was called um, super string field or quantum field. It weaves it into a blanket, the blanket of the all mind. So basically to simplify what I'm just saying is the macrocosm of the cosmos, the ordered universe and black holes in conjunction with the microcosm of, of life spread abroad and the vortices of energy we call chakras are mirroring one of each other. They're basically merging and they're are in essence are interconnected and are essentially one and the same with no separation. So the information given of chakras at present establishes that they are doorways to personifying and or advancing up the tree of life to expand our ultimate true intelligence on the views and concepts that may develop and will develop our internal and external realities. From the institute of these black holes, from my perspective, the subatomic, atomic, um, molecular and cellular life permeating all life. Also these energy wheels, some say, are located within the body. First, let me, I'm gonna read something out of, out of God-like consciousness again. Um, by Edward, Dr. Britt, um, Dr. Edward Bruce Byron. Got a few reads tonight. Um, right here on page, the introduction, it states, these ancient civilizations appear to have tapped into the information field that underlies the material structures of the universe and read the living heart of the cosmos. The, that informational field must still exist and because we all share the same deep structure, African unconscious, it implicitly exists in all of us. It is a holographic, it is holographic in nature and exists in every folding crevice in consciousness of the cosmos. It is in the zero point energy field of the vacuum below the quantum field first explored by David Baum and college created chance in modern physics, where there are no absolute separations between objects, energies, and forms, including the forms of consciousness we know and that live in the quiet heart of every mind. Others have deepened this understanding of the zero-point energy, seeing how below discrete categories of matter, energy, information, and space-time, it unfolds all forms of knowledge in an explicit domain from the past, present, and even the future, a domain that is the birthright of ourselves, our past civilizations, and our progeny. We have access to this hidden and forgotten field of knowledge. All right, so that hidden, forgotten field of knowledge in my perspective is the infinite zero chakra that's the zero point energy field as well you know so one of the um key phases or one of the um wait when i came up with this concept this met this title it that was one of the aspects of uh, the title zero point field all right so and then i was like well you know because everything goes back to zero that's a problem that uh, Europeans had as far as in um, mathematics and as well as uh, the calendar. They didn't understand the, the number zero, you know, so zero chakra is a very prevalent number. And that's going to be, I'm going to bring in the tips and tricks in a second, talking about the zero chakra um, and what we can do to uh, clear that chakra. All right. Um, 
but we have access to this hidden and forgotten field of knowledge. That's by tapping into our a black dot, you know what I'm saying, the source of our existence, how we got here, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that was all the, sh- the chakras, the seven chakras or the seven uh, energy vortices are um, in some aspects that we've been taught by Dr. Arlene, they are, are prisms of different colors of the spectrum, but are also bars of the prison. So we open those chakras first to open up that that gate, you know what I'm saying, to where we have um, access to liberate and free the mind. So that last depressed um, chakra, the chakras are somewhat depressed inside at first, you know what I'm saying, it seems. That, but they are definitely are not um, unlocalized. They're definitely more localized, taking in the energy and just putting it in. But when we open up the last and final chakra, it becomes, a, instead of a depression, it becomes a prominence. And it becomes a crown. That's why we call it the crown chakra. And that's what crowns are derived from, from opening up that, la- that seventh chakra, not the last chakra. But as it expands and it opens up, it goes um, to an infinitude of space-time. It expands beyond the um, normalities and the limits of what we have in the localized version of um, that reality or that physical side that, we, that we're looking at so much and get caught up on. So we have to align and harmonize as well as balance the seven main energy forces, vortices in order to um, allow the energy to flow from one arena of life to the next properly. And this is the, this external avenue of transit in order for this energy to arrive in the physical orb would be the chakras. So the chakras origin is therefore from the outside of the physical, meaning it is initiated from a non-local reality before localizing itself in and around the physical being. You know, some have said that the chakras are located within the body. This is a half truth. And, you know, as we look at it deeper and in, in more for um, a harmonizing and balancing manner in place of just what is shown or someone has told us prior, when we meditate on it, we'll notice that it's not um, so much uh, located in the physical body, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, connected to the physical body by way of the nadis. But when balancing and harmonizing seven main energy vortices in correspondence with the endocrine system or the endocrine glandular system, this will align the inequalities with the doorways that propagated or initiated the physical counterpart into being. And also when the spiritual transition is at hand and the body ceases to function in the same manner, the energetic bodies will still exist for some duration due to the energetic bodies assisting along with that in you know the, the the propagating aspect or the initiatory chakras of energy vortices vortices to transport the soul of the being into its next arena of life or wherever that in, it depended on you know whatever's going on in that mind state or the individual indivisible dual selves on life will help that individual the by way of the energetic bodies and the chakras to escape it is basically and go beyond the seven realms, those seven atmospheres, and break out of the the exosphere or break out of the ionosphere where all atoms and molecules are, and then you know the cellular life comes down to the physical and we get trapped in that step in the cell again, we'll be able to break out of the um ionosphere and go through the exosphere, the exit out of into outer or out of space in time, out of that. So 
Therefore, the chakras are not so localized within the physical apparatus. All right. All right, so just read that out of that. And that is um, a good book right there, Dark um, Dark Light Matters. I mean, Dark Light Conscious, <laughs> Dark Light Matters. Yeah, it does, though. You know, Dark Life Matters, Life and Light, same thing, right? All right, but uh, Dark Matter, Dark Energy. Um, also, get back to that in a minute. I'm going to um, take this moment right here to speak on some mathematics dealing with this 108 or 801. Again, we said that the uh, the triangle is is always going to have is always going to correspond to 180 degrees. So 180 plus 180 is 360. The circumference is always it don't matter. You know, I always look at 60, 60, 60. You know, 666. But it, it doesn't matter. There's a certain way to do the math on it, but it will always come out to 160, I mean, 180. So 180 plus 180 again is 360. So that's a complete circle, 360. And again, and the circle is representative of a womb, the dark womb of, of, of man, the dark womb of um, mother space, as we're speaking on, but it also is a vortex, vortex of energy. Eight is infinite, you know, so... And one is the balance, or it's the energy, you know, so it's the chakra, you know, so the chakra, or it's the one, basically, but the the zero being the womb of the mother is the chakra. So that one goes into, the energy goes into the chakra, and it builds into um, the material reality outside of it, in, in the viewpoint or the perspective of what we see and what we don't see as well. Okay, so... Going to the mathematics, well, first into the science of uh, some of the aspects of the science. Oh, wait, let me do, I'm going to get to, I, I, sometimes I'll get ahead of myself. Tips and Tricks Tuesday, we always have to have a tips and tricks. And, you know, I, I'm also a health fanatic, but since we're talking about, I ain't going to say I'm a health fanatic. Some people say I go to the extremes with health, but, um, you know, to have a healthy body tends to lead to a healthy mind, you know, and so that'll bridge in the emotional aspects so we master those emotions properly by have, having a healthy body and then the spirit is able to interact or the intelligence that you know the, the sunlight basically and or that dark light intelligence is able to interact with the physical properly so we can get to that well some people would say that's superhuman um those superhuman capabilities or those cities a little easier you know what i'm saying so um this is what I'm about to um, talk about is Kirchhoff's um, law. Kirchhoff is uh, Gustav Kirchhoff was a German physicist back in the 1800s. He came up with a set of laws or rules or whatever uh, that was talking about the conservation of current and energy within electrical circuits. Okay, all right. So the first one was called is called um, um, Kirchhoff's first law is the current law. So that's KZ. I mean KCL. Um, and the current law, basically, Kirchhoff circuit laws with one of Kirchhoff's laws dealing with the current flowing around the closed circuit. So that's the current law. And the second one is talking about the voltage source present in the closed circuit. All right, so 
with the, the first one, the current law, it states that total current of charge in a junction or node, node, okay, is exactly equal to the charge leaving the node as it has no other place to go except to leave as no charge is lost within the node. All right, remember that word node, N-O-D-E. All right, in other words, the algebraic sum of all currents entering and leaving the node must be equal to zero. All right, so anything going in, whatever goes in, ready, readily in, regular out, that means it's going to equal zero once it comes out. And I did say I was going to do um, <laughs> the uh, tips and tricks first, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about this because it's, it's pertaining to the tips and tricks for the night as well. So when we have a circuit, all right, so total current of charge entering a junction or node is equal to the charge leaving the node as it has no other place to exit or no uh, other place to go except to leave as no charge is lost within that node. In other words, again, the algebraic sum of all currents entering and leaving a node must be equal to a zero. What is a node? A node is a, a node is a junction, a connection, or a terminal within a circuit. So you got two or more circuits or circuit elements that are connected or joined together by a node. A node is indicated by a dot, you know what I'm saying, within the graphs that um, scientists make when they are talking about uh, uh, circuit theory or, you know, when you, they're talking about currents and the movement of currents through, um, um, through the circuit. All right, so what do we know that's similar in just it's the word node alone, N-O-D-E, nadi, N-A-D-I. A nadi basically means a vein but it's also talking about a connection between one chakra to another chakra. It's supposedly 76 trillion physical nadis within the physical body and also 76 trillion, I mean 76,000, I said trillion, that's the sales, but 76,000 nadis in the physical and 76,000 nadis in the spiritual. So that equals to 144,000 nadis in totality. So 144,000 equals nine. So we go back to the nine asharas or the nine seats of light that melanated people are um, are have a have a, a bridge within their physical as well as spiritual structure. So that 144,000, you know what I'm saying, as above, so below. A node is a nadi, so they can't take you know they can't go too far as far as. Uh, Mathematics is concerned and science. They have to always go. They they look back to see how far they come. You know, too, as far as um, the European or in in general, just uh, how information cannot go but so far without making that loop back to its infinite um, creation or its aspect of itself from its original point of view. And that's what's going on now in the physical. We are going back to our natural state, being that we're now leaving out of Kali Yuga going into soup into um a sata yuka so we are in we are in that that um state now as well you know what i'm saying that's why we're waking up whenever we go on a trip what happens you know we go on a long trip and you know like that statement say are we there yet you know what i'm saying so we go on this long trip we go to sleep as soon as we leave so we fell asleep we had a little sleep state then as we start to get to our destination to that point to that you know to that bridging moment or that that's a spark of initiation, start waking up. 
you know, are we there yet? You know, a lot of people are still asking. We already there. You know, we've been there for a while. It's just, you know, waking up. You know, sometimes we get that, that groggy mind and, you know, we got a little little haze still going on in the eyes. Got to get that sleep out and see, oh, wow, brilliant out there, you know. And then that's what it's going to be. So, but that's, that naughty is the node. The term node is an electrical circuit. Um, as electrical circuit generally refers to a connection, a junction of two or more currents carrying paths or elements such as cables and components. But we talk about within the physical, because everything within is the initiatory point, or basically everything spiritual from that aspect of our knowledge and information that's external physically came from within as far as, as we are concerned, the true scientists or alchemists that went internally and found these on different ideologies and methods of our physical body as far as the anatomical and physical physiology is concerned, and then we made stuff like cars. In, in, you know, in essence, but, you know, telephones, all these things are based on the human body first. You know, there's no greater technology on the planet Earth other than man. You know, to know thyself is to know God in the universe. So all these aspects that's external, that's external really came from within man's mind. So that node is the naughty. Then we're talking about the next one is um, Kershaw's second law is voltage law. In any closed loop network, the total voltage around the loop is equal to the sum of all the voltage drops within the same loop. So that means, in other words, the algebraic sum of all voltages within the loop must be equal to zero. So if you drop in particles or some type of uh, energy into the um, into the loop, Everything that you drop in when it comes back out or when it's circulating around a loop will always equal zero. So the sum of all the voltage drops around the, around the loop is equal to zero as it's spinning. You know what I'm saying? And what does this, this uh, chakra do? It's a spinning, rotating vortex. You know what I'm saying? So it's taking in this energy and it's spinning counterclockwise, clockwise, you know what I'm saying? Depending on the individual, individual do itself. Um, it has a, a natural spin. I believe men spin, we spin um, counterclockwise, women spin clockwise. And when we connect our energies together, they correspond and complete each other by one going opposite direction. That connection brings about um, that unison of the two opposites, same as the left and right brain. But when we're looking at this node and then we're looking at um, what the node is connected to, or well, the, the node is basically connected to, again, um, circuits or um, closed circuits or what, what have you, but a node is a junction connection or terminal within a circuit. So you have these circuits. If you look at the word circuit, a circuit is a closed loop conducting path in which an electrical current flows through. What is it, what is a chakra? The um, Sanskrit word chakra is C-A-C-R-A, and it basically means a wheel or a circle, circuit, circle. But C-A-R-C-A is the Sanskrit, Sanskrit word wheel that we get the word chakra from. So what does chakra do? It takes in energy. This is an um, energy vortice. So circuit and chakra is basically the same thing. Node and nadi is the same 
All right, so like I said, it can't go too far, but what these two um, laws are concerning with is how whatever goes in is going to come back out equally and it's going to always come out to the sum of zero, meaning non-emotion, meaning um, nothing is really taking place or being absorbed that is of weight in that matter. We're looking at um, matter as it really matters, but it's really dark energy and dark matter. You know what I'm saying? And we're taking a lot of the um, insults and injuries or insults and and things that are concerning uh, our being or our um, collective way of uh, our personality has been formed through certain ideologies. We're taking that to be um, etched in stone to be our reality when in essence it's zero. So, you know, infinite zero chakra, the first cell has no um, exactation or no connection to the type of uh, symbolism. All right, so now I'm going to the tips and tricks real quick, you know, and then I'll go back and get back into the info. Tips and tricks, like, like I was saying earlier, I did, I did, I came up with the creative concept. I didn't come up with it. It came down or it fell up. And as they say, we're falling up. We don't fall down. Uh, so it, it fell up, and, you know, came <laughs> and uh, it was uploaded once again. So I, I wrote it down and said, you know, infinite zero chakra. But then some said, look that up. So I looked up zero infinite chakra and lo and behold, you know, you type in anything on Google, you could probably type in uh Funky, funky uh, crevice toe with uh, references to, you know, what I'm saying uh, Harry Harry butt line or something, and to come up with it has some type of information with that. I don't know, you know, what I'm saying, but we could type in anything on Google. But I typed in, um, I typed in the infinite zero chakra, and it actually came up with um, zero chakra being located on the foot. And that's like, wow, that, what, that's, is it actually on here? So what, what they're saying is the zero chakra is the center of the foot, or basically it's, um, it's called the zero chakra because it, took, I guess they just didn't want to say, you know, we got seven chakras and then this one, and also with the 12 chakras. 12 chakras started zero from the foot and works its way up to the 12 chakra above. You know, so so it's really like thirteen, but that zero chakra being the first. But the foot, ball of the foot, the whole foot in general has different meridians that are very important. Um, you got the liver meridians, gallbladder meridians, spleen, as well as the kidneys. So you know, the liver is doing over five hundred different function, functions, including one of the major ones is storing blood and allowing the blood to sit there at night. For when we wake up, so it, you know, that stored blood, and for 14 days, 14 days afterwards, you know, 14 again, it's going to hold certain elements like uh, glucose or glycogen and that energy in that liver. All right, um, the, the spleen is the assimilator, so it helps with digestion. The gallbladder, it breaks down fats, carbohydrates, and proteins, or the gall in the gallbladder, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we, we so we won't have a lot of different excesses as far as saturated fats and things like that. Um, and it's, it's of course digestion and assimilation as well. 
And then um, the kidneys. The kidneys, very, very important because it stores the essence. What is the essence? Again, quintessence. So quintessence is basically the fifth essential of life, but the essence is the essential of life, and that is melanin or that uh, that substance that exudes life and brings life to the forefront. You know what I'm saying? So the kidney point is in, it's the midway point in the what called the bubbling springs. But all in all, this is the foot. So the foot is very, if we go back and we look at some of the stills on the walls of the pyramids, we'll see them on there actually massaging feet and, uh, you know, doing different techniques on the feet to, to clear those energy blockages that occur within the body in the chakra system. So, because the feet, although overlooked, are very important um, energy. It's a very important energy point, basically because it's the base. We had a base chakra we call it the root chakra. At the grounding point, but the base chakra doesn't clear the energy. It's a gateway for the energy to be allowed to be cleared out of the foot chakras. And it's really just one. When we put our feet together, it turns to one chakra, the zero chakra. But it actually, you know, we got two feet. You know, beforehand we were spirit. You know, what I'm saying so that chakra was connected, and then that spirit turned into a tadpole. The tadpole turned into a a, a snake or something, you know, whatever I am. But you know, it, it, it was it was connected, and now we got these two legs. But um, the base the base chakra does the conversion of the energy. It doesn't actually pass through that chakra. So the foot chakra is actually where it goes back to the earth, and we can ground ourselves in whatever blockages that may occur inside of the body due to that electric energy being dormant and stuck or in certain aspects of the chakras, the seven chakras, 12 chakras, um, 13 chakras, 22 chakras, infinite chakras, however we want to look at it, we can pass it through the feet. Um, you can detect it in the feet as um, blockages when you feel a certain type of um, built up uh, so like a, 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 a you, you, like if you're walking and you feel certain tensions in your feet, then it might be backed up a little bit. So like a, a, a like a lot of swirling, basically a lot of spinning in certain spots of your feet, that may mean that it's blocked somewhat. Uh, it states right here, an ideally fully open foot chakra would have no swirling whatsoever. It will pass energy out quickly at the end. And it will be, um, speaking of an undefectable case, and only the most adept individuals, like a master, possesses a foot chakra free of all blockages. In a more realistic sense, though an open foot chakra will have a slight swelling going on all the time, the kind of openness shows an individual that has no trouble keeping his focus on the new thing. It also shows that this person integrates well with earthly structures and energy systems. These people are usually very healthy as the earth-based energy can pass quickly out of the body's energy system and take most of the built-up negativity out of the system before it has a chance to do any harm and possibly manifest as illness. So there will be a slight swirling even in the healthy um, being that has um, those chakras or whatever open properly and, you know, it just pass right through quickly and we'll feel that swirling at the feet, on the feet, throughout the day, throughout, you know, just walking around. States right here. On the other hand, a closed foot chakra 
with a great deal of swirling going on. So the person that has a blocked up energy state. So this energy has no place to go. So it backs up and leaks out of the other centers, the higher centers, if you will, into the surrounding or an atmosphere where it is then absorbed by the earth plane. So that when there's a lot of that blockage is going on and it's not getting out the feet properly, that's this is how some of our laws of attraction gets thwarted in place of what we're looking for or what we are attempting to gain and acquire, it turns into this earth, whatever's going on in the environment because it's not getting out the feet properly and we're not healthy physically. So when, when those uh, blockages occur and, and it's going out of these different states, like it says here, it backs up and leaks out of the other centers and into the surrounding aura and atmosphere where it is then absorbed by the earth plane. So the earth plane, whatever's going on in the earth plane in the atmosphere, going all the way up through the different spheres, all the way back to the ionosphere. Remember, everything on the physical realm has a, in the, a phantom, has an exact um, image of, or copy of itself in the ionosphere. So it goes up there and it comes right back down into the physical arena. But remember, whoever initiated the thought is the one that's going to receive that thought back based on um, um, the what books called Thinking and Destiny by Harold Percival. Um, where he states, uh, where he, and it's basically that's ancient arcane um, information that he was bringing to the table, but um, where every thought that is initiated by an indivisible dual self, that thought has to come back to that that one who is initiated in some form. So, you know, whatever we're thinking about and all that, and if this block is occurring in the body, and it's not, we're not uh, living a healthy life, meaning spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically then it can come back in certain type of extremes. But, um, all right, so the kind of leaking also carries away much positive energy. And as such, these people often be tired, irritable, and unreasonable. Okay, so the, this is um, a good way to clear those energy blockages. I'm going to give you two of them tonight. Um, the first one is what you do is you either lie down or you can sit in meditation, but you get um, get a cup of water. You get some sea salt first. You know what I'm saying? Get some sea salt. You put your light. So it depends on the level of the blockage, but you, you put from, um, say, three teaspoons or three tablespoons, rather, of, of sea salt into a, a drinking glass, a clear drinking glass, and then you place some water in it, and you mix all the salt and the water up together until you don't see any any grains of the sea salt anymore. Then you lie down or you sit in meditation, and you put the feet down. If you're laying down, put the glass of water in between the feet at at the um at the balls of the feet right there, the toes, and then you're allowed to sit there as you lie down or you sit in um, meditation. If you're sitting in meditation, just put it close to the feet. Put it in between you wherever your feet are. And you sit there for three minutes or so, five minutes, however you feel. You know, that's up to you. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm not here to indoctrinate you. You can put a whole, the whole thing of sea salt in there if you want to. And get your old gallon, you know what I'm saying, a <laughs> jug of, of, you know, like a milk jug, milk carton. And fill that up with water and do it like that. It's depending on you. You might want to cut a hole out off the top so it'll be have a more open uh, canal or channel for it to flow out of there. But basically, you're gonna sit down with the with this jug or this you know this glass or whatever in between your feet, 
and you sit there later for um, three, five, ten, twenty minutes, however, and let the sea salt solution begin to pull the energy blocks out of the center of your feet, all right, out of the feet center or the zero center, all right, zero chakra center. Um, then after you know, you sat there for a while or whatever, what you do is get your hand and you start swirling. Get a swirling motion like in Reiki when we pulling out the we pulling out that negative energy. We swirl our hand over the the blocked area, and you work the same effect. You put all all your fingers together. It's called the family of the Dantian, but you connect all your thumb with your index, pointy finger, um, ring finger, and your pinky. Put all of them together where all of them are touching, and you swirl the energy around your your, your the toes at the top. And um, do that for a few moments, you know what I'm saying, and just pull the energy out. Uh, the swirling distance of your hand should be like six inches from the top of your toes. So about six inches. You can get closer, you can get further away. It depends on where you're at with your energy level. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I ain't, I, you know, do height. It ain't, it ain't what you look like. It's how you feel. That's what I always reiterate in Tachi class when the students are learning. I said, you ain't going to look like me. I don't look like my instructor. You know, but all in all, how do you feel? You know what I'm saying? Do you feel the energy? But basically, you know, so to swirl it, you know what I'm saying, allow a few minutes to go by and then really, you know, tell it, you know, intent over matter. Tell it, you know, get get up out of there. So you can uh, do that like that. And you can also get put your hand in the seesaw if you want to. And actually get some of the sea salt and, you know, spin it around there if you want to. Put it on the feet. And after you're done, just like in, uh, in Yoruba, you get that, that uh, jug of water and you throw it outside. Get rid of that negative energy, you know, that blockages and, you know, get thanks. You know what I'm saying? I say, I say power. You know what I'm saying? So that's one method of clearing the chakras through the uh, foot, the zero point or the zero the infinite zero chakra, you know, going out to feet. Remember, as above, so below, as below, so above. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? How's the statement go? Um, truth without consequence. No, truth without, yeah, truth without consequence. That which is above corresponds to that which is below for the um, purpose of miracles of the one thing. So as all things are from this one thing through meditation, so then all things by way of this one thing come forth by transformation. His father is the sun, his mother is the moon, his, uh, the wind carries in his belly, the earth is his nurse. It's the consecration of all. You know what I'm saying? The origin is the origin of all, the consecration of the universe. It's innate powers, these innate powers or abilities are perfected when it turns to earth. So basically, you know, that that uh as above, so below, that zero point, that's the sun, the moon, the wind is carrying the you know, the child in his belly, the earth that is the nurse, you know, saying that is where all these energy um vortices are being nurtured and, and cultivated, you know what I'm saying? So its inert powers are perfected when it turns to earth. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, so, and then I think the next stanza is, um, um, what is it? Separate the weak from the gross, the earth from the heavens, gently and with great ingenuity. It rises from earth to heaven and then again back to earth. You know what I'm saying? So that's the infinite cycle. You know what I'm saying? It's not really talking about an earth in this aspect. It's talking about certain like physical attributes that are always going to be interconnected with that spiritual. You know what I'm saying? And, and then the next stanza is, uh, I think it goes into that. It states, uh, what is it? Um, thereby, com- thereby combining within it both the love and blood. It say, it's, what does it say after that? Um, let me dig into my brain. But it, it, I mean, it coincides with this somewhat, but basically, um, what is it? Oh, therefore, and hence you will gain, hence you will uh, gain all wisdom. And uh, what is it? Uh, I can't recall right now. All obscurities will be clear. Yes, yeah. All obscurities will be clear. All everything that's hidden will be clear. And thus you attain the wisdom of the universe. Um, this is. Um, Thus you attain the wisdom of the universe. This is the greatest force of all powers because it penetrates every subtle thing and overcomes every solid thing. Yeah, and then it goes into say, this is how the universe was created. Um, this is how the universe was created. And from this will come many wondrous applications. And then it goes on to say, hence, that's why I am, I am called uh, Hermes, Thoughts Greatest great Hermes, because I possess all three parts of the wisdom of the universe. And this is, uh, so I, therefore, and then it says, this is the operation of the sun. Of, it, it says, yeah, it goes on to say, I think the last stanza is, um, hence I am called Hermes, Thoughts Greatest because I possess all parts, all three parts of the wisdom of the universe. Um, talk about the knowledge, wisdom, understanding, you know what I'm saying? Basically knowing the power of the earth, the sun, and the, um, the moon, you know what I'm saying? But um, thereby I'm called Hermes thrice greatest because I possess all three parts of the universe. Um, and then just the last one, oh, there, there, thereby I have explained the operation of the sun. The sun behind the sun behind the sun, you know, Sirius and that shadow, that black, that black sun. All right, so that's the first one. And we're going to talk about the black sun in one moment. So that's the first uh, way to clear that zero chakra, the foot chakra, which has the kidneys, the essence, you know what I'm saying, within it. The second way is to, same way, sit, lay, you know, don't go to sleep if you're laying down, but get your deep conscious breathing going on. And while you're doing that, um, uh, get the colors of um, red, orange, yellow. Collect them as they move up through those different three chakra points, and then collect it and and enhance it through the heart chakra. As you breathe in, you're gonna breathe in red, um, breathe in orange, then breathe in yellow, then gather with green. And then as you breathe out, you breathe out and down both legs and out of the soles of both feet or out of both feet in general. I do that a few times, and, and that is another way to um, to clear the energy shock, that zero energy shock. All right. All right, so good thanks. Um, where was we before? What was I beforehand? Um, oh, yeah, right here. 
So going back to where we was talking on, um, I was talking on the zero point energy with uh, the brothers David in um, Dark Light, Dark Light Consciousness by Dr. Lufana. Um, so this is collective consciousness. This uh, the zero point energy field, you know what I'm saying? Zero point energy field is um, it underlies the material structure of the universe and, and it's where the living heart, it is the living heart of the cosmos, basically. And we know that all life at its heart has carbon in it. And carbon is one of the um, key components of melanin. And you know what I'm saying? So carbon meaning black charcoal. All right, but what is zero point, first of all? So what is the zero point energy? Zero point is a quantum theory um, that predicts and, and experiments that verify the so-called empty space contains an enormous residual background. The reason I say so-called is because, you know, every nothing is empty. Everything that's empty is full. Everything that's full is empty. There's no separation. We tend to look at on and off like it's, you know, is on and off, but it's still a, a variance of something that's on a switch. You know, we look at this temperature gauge and we say hot or cold, but it's still a thermometer. You know, like the dog thing or, or humans, and in, 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 you know, as we personify, so we say that I'm black or African American, then we have European over here or Chinese, but we're still supposed to be human or whatever, but we separate ourselves from everyone else due to a systematic um, concept and construct within society. It's not meant to bring uh, unity or universality. It's meant to be bring diversity and uh, confusion, chaos. All right, so the so-called empty space contains enormous residual background energy known as zero-point energy. This energy derives its name from the fact that at temperatures of absolute zero, which is uh, negative 273 degrees Celsius, Elementary particles continue to exhibit an energetic behavior. So even at the point of zero, particles still have life. Energy is still being um, exuberated out of the zero point. Okay. So zero point. Again, it's the wound, it's the black dot, the black hole. It's the original self, the the chakra that sometimes we it's, it's the highest chakra, it is the chakra, it is the one chakra. We break the again, the seven is a physical type of aspect of and it's it's the fundamental side of our body physically when in terms of putting things together. Because those endocrine systems are is connected to the glands are connected to that, and those glands holds the the glands holds different or hormones that um, bring about the exchange of energy. We'll go over that in a second too. Um, that brings about the exchange of energy into the physical. Okay, so it's going to go into the Bible a little bit right here. All right, so in Second Peter. Uh, chapter 2, verse 4, it states, For God did not spare angels, 
when they sinned, but sent them to hell. Um, and the word for hell in Greek is Tartarus. All right, so he sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment. Then it states right here in uh, chapter 107, verses 13 to 15. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them for their distress. He brought them out of darkness to other darkness and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. All right, so and then in Jude, chapter 1, verses 5 through 6, it states here that though you already know all this, I want to remind you that the Lord at one time delivered his people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe, and the angels who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their proper dwelling. Thus he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on that great day. All right, so we got to remember, like I stated at the onset, that Dr. John Henry Clark stated very prominently, very valiantly, that African information is not trivial. It's not unimportant. You know, we have a certain way to talk to each other, you know what I'm saying? Even to this day, you listen to hip-hop, like real real hip-hop, it's based on allegories, based on analogies, based on metaphors and similes. We would say things that did not explain itself just in a, the point of view of how we're looking at it in, from a physical point of view. We, we were saying, we say the greatest, most grandeur um, representation of something that's physical. And we try to expand on that to the farthest, you know what I'm saying? To be able to have more of a creative aspect of it, but that's how our mind is as well, because we don't just look at it from the superficial as what's given to us on the table. We see in we see in those zeros and ones, we see the binary code like in the matrix, you know what I'm saying? We see in it. Sometimes we don't acknowledge that we see it, but we see in it. This melanin picking up on that essence of it, you know, picking up on the because it is that, you know, so we are, we we say it in a different manner. So we 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 use that sense of analogy, a comparison between two things that are similar, yet we make it a little bit easier to explain in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Often used to help explain something or make it easier to understand. That's that's basically what analogy is. So we have these different stories. Um, back in the day, like, like um, you know, for if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell. Tartarus, you know what I'm saying? In Greek, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment. Then also in Psalms, that was Second Peter, but then Psalms, they cried out to the Lord in troubles. He brought them out of darkness, the other darkness, and broke away the chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. Then in Jude, states the same, it's basically going over on what, was, what Peter was talking about up here. And Peter means rock, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Not, not meaning a calcified pound of gland. But, you know, the rock to stand on. Uh, these he has kept in darkness bound with everlasting um, chains. Everlasting means infinite. Infinite chains. But what are these chains? All right. We're going into the Pertim Haru. Well, this is uh, a breakdown of the Pertim Haru by um, Dr. Muwata Ashby, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, the Pertim Haru, or the Book of Coming Forth by Day and by Night. Coming Forth by Day and Going by Night. Um, so right here, it's talking about 
seven chakras, basically. All right, so the psycho-spiritual evolution of human beings has been symbolically represented as an unfoldment of psycho-spiritual energy centers in the spiritual body of a human being. The psychic energy centers in the spiritual or etheric body are distributed throughout the subtle spine, going up from the base of the spine to the crown of the head, the uraeus, or the um, aurex. Each one of these centers are called chakras or vortices of energy. In Egyptian symbolism, they are depicted as circles or links in a chain. In the karmic scales of Ma'at, used to judge the initiate, the Indian symbolism, they are portrayed as Padmas or lotuses, symbolizing psycho-spiritual principles of human consciousness. By understanding these and removing obstacles to them, Kundalini energy is freed. When your consciousness is freed, you can move towards the divine essence of your being. Mental and emotional complexes, egoistic sentiments, desires and ignorance constitute the main obstacles and blocks to the serpent power. One's own spiritual consciousness through physical exercises, physical cleansing, through diet and lifestyle changes, and meditation are the psycho-spiritual implications of each center, serpent power, yoga, and this effect. All right, so through meditation, through um, physical exercises, physical cleansing, through our diet and lifestyle changes, then that kundalini yoga is affected, or that uh, the infinite zero chakra is affected. You know what I'm saying? The sign symbol is, is when it's put together, when two opposing forces connect, the sign symbol being that waveform or that, that wave-like energy, you know what I'm saying? The particle moving in its uh, force collapse, before the um, consciousness collapse, collapses the wave function, it, it, and the connection forms that eight, you know what I'm saying? So that's the um, male and female or the moving earth, more. So that's that light and life, you know, uh, moon meaning water. So that's life, earth meaning light or fire. So that's light, that light and life connecting as one, bringing, you know, what we have as far as the exaltation or the completion of oneself internally and externally. But going back, what we're saying right here is that in the Egyptian symbolism, the Uraeus or the seven energy vortices were depicted as circles or links in a chain in the karmetic scales of my eye used to judge the initiate in the heart of the under on weighing of the heart ceremony and what was mentioned here in these different passages is um for god did not spare angels when they sin but sent them to hell physical earth you know what i'm saying putting them in chains seven chakras seven prisons the prison to be held for judgment, to weigh the heart, to weigh their own heart against their own self, basically to judge themselves, you know what I'm saying, uh, judgmental. You know, to be judgmental means to judge one's own mind. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean to go out and, you know, that's just something that, you know, as far as definitive, how we, you know, how we reflect on what people tell us, oh, you're just so judgmental. You really, really got to reflect on the words uh, sometimes, you know what I'm saying, the vibration of the words, the logos, you know, in order for the cosmos, to be able to go into an arranged arena of, of um, prosperity and of rightness. You know, so but basically we were looking at these passages, what you're saying right there is, you know, we gotta remember this is this is, a, this is an allegory. So it's not really saying something about 
like some angels, you know, some Nephilians and all this, some fell from heaven and not, you know what I'm saying? It's going over the head too much. We got to remember, that's the story, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? So basically, what it's saying is we fell into a physical body from a higher state of mind beforehand, but these chains are not chains that are binding us in that manner like in the prison or, or not, but they're prisons, but these chains are the seven chakras. And when certain activities in life are the focal points and the focal point is not opening and enhancing those chakras, then we are judging ourselves predominantly and preeminently to be um, in the cycle of hell or Taturus. All right. So then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from the distress and he brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away the chains. So when we break away the chains and we go and we free the mind, freedom, you know what I'm saying? So we're breaking the chains of the, the prison, the prison, and we free the mind from the top, and then we expound and express and also um, are able to evacuate those seven lower, not really lower, but those seven aspects of the physical and doctrine systems, because they're going to be online now and juicing and operating properly. Okay, so it's a, it's, that's the gateway, you know what I mean? And even in Jude, it's pretty much saying the same thing. Um, Egypt, in this manner, about the physical. So though you already know all this, I want to remind you that the Lord at one time delivered his people out of Egypt, out of the physical, but later destroyed those who did not believe. You know, be like Eve, you know what I'm saying? So um, the Eve, the, the, the um, Eve of when... Um, the woman was lied to and told otherwise that she melanin or the black queen or the, the you know the dark queen the dark energy dark matter you know what I'm saying so that when we start believing things and not knowing the truth and knowing self having knowledge of self when we believe then basically what's happening is we're we're being lied to we're being, the wound is being lied to. The, the essence of our creation, that, that you know, the kidney energy, basically. The kidney energy also relates to Isis. Isis, um, one of the aspects of Isis is she, Isis, or Aset means throne. Another terminology for the kidneys is the seat, you know, of life, the seat of the life. So that throne of life, the kidneys, also is representative or represents the Isis um, energy, or Aset energy. All right, so when it's lied to, there's a lot of different toxins that's going to occur in the body and we're not going to be purified. Again, this is the month of February, the last day of February again, 28th, and it's a purification month. That's why we call it Aquarius, the month of Aquarius. But who holds the water? The woman. What is the water? The amniotic fluid. What's in the amniotic fluid? Mitochondria. What's the mitochondria? It's all the memories of everything that's going on within the structure of you, this dark energy, dark matter, basically. You know what I'm saying? It's that information pool. It's, it's that point zero, you know what I'm saying? The zero point is past, present, and future. What is known, unknown, and can't be known is in, within that mighty country. Uh, and I am at a hotel, again, you know, give thanks for my people looking out. <laughs> and I'll be there to get the hotel room. I, I like to be in a, a place of uh, solitude somewhere, but a truck just cranked up. And about to take off after there's a lot of trucks out here today. Tonight, a lot of people working, I guess. It's one of them days. But give thanks. Um, so 
the infinite change or the everlasting change for judgment on the great day. Great day is that, that 27,000 year cycle or the um, precision of the equinox. You know what I'm saying? So we are now back over into that point and we're a Sata Yuga. You know, we just now made that whole cycle of what we would call the whole cycle within uh, astrology as we like this the last month of uh, the 12th month being um, or the 12th sign in, in horoscope is Pisces. So we're in the 11th sign, the gateway, the, the purification, you know what I'm saying? Leaving out of January, Janus being the door. And then we go through the door into purification. Now we're going into March or, you know what I'm saying? So March is Mars. Mars is the God of war, not really a physical type of war. It's also the God of protecting the, the, the field or the um, vegetation. You know, so that energy is not really dictated on going out and battling fist to cuss, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Putting a fist in the air, rah, rah, you know, and all that. You know, standing at the top of a building with a barricade around us and, and with an M16 sniping off. You know, that's not what revolution is really talking about or what um, war is talking about. You know, you dig what I'm saying? War is... An individual thing first, an indivisible dual self com combating oneself, opposition self, that left and right, always at ends, always fighting, always, you know, how women and men are, we, we tend to be a disagreement in a lot of different matters in life, you know what I'm saying? When we figure out that none of that stuff that we are disagreeing on really matters, then we go back to that non-state, that zero, you know what I'm saying? So that, that wound is... It's have, you know, as we know, has been contaminated by this ideology that has been placed in front of us, you know what I'm saying? And uh, this experiment that has been placed on us, you know what I mean? So through eugenics and different type of things and and, uh, and, and whatever, the chain the, or these, uh, the negative aspect of the chain has, has bounded us. But now knowing is half the battle. So now activate the releasing of those different uh, emotional blockages, you know what I'm saying? Uh, men and women, just from that point of view, in, a, in opposition, if you give, if we get into an argument, I've stated before, if I get into an argument with, um, like, you know, in the past with my girlfriend or wife or whatever, and I notice they, they want to fight, I will hug them. I would just grab them and hug them. And you're talking about an argument going nowhere, just going to the point of zero. Because it's not really, true language is not based on our words. It's based on our actions. True love is not based on our words. It's based on our actions. All right, so we'd like to hug her around the world. When the two infants were born um, premature, five months premature, and one got separated from her sister, you know, to two sisters, and when she got separated, she, her vital signs went down. She turned blue. But then the nurse was like, nah, we can't let this happen. Pick the baby up, put it back in the incubator with the other child. As soon as they got back together, the other child that was already in there, as soon as she felt her presence, she put her arm around her, because that's how close they were in the womb. They were twins. As soon as she put her arm around that child and hugged her, the other child that was vital signs was going down. She turned blue. She started getting her color back. It's, I mean, instantaneous. You know what I'm saying? That hug and that that essence of that true love, no words. It's, it's nothing that we talk. 
It ain't something somebody can come and say, you like this, you don't like that, or, you know, because our personality is formed by all these things that's external. It's, it wasn't based on that. It was something that was naturally innate in her spirit. She naturally grabbed her sister and hugged her because that's all she, that's who she knew. That's how she was in the womb the whole time, naturally. So she was just like, oh, I miss you. Yeah, this is what we was doing. We was embracing. But that's true language. That's true love. You know, so when we interconnected, we make that heart at the top, you know what I'm saying? Even in the alchemy of it, you know what I'm saying? In the inner alchemy, you know, that those two energies come to, to the to the head like we was talking about in um Heart of the Matrix, then that's true love. That that love does not have any languages. It is a, a silence, you know what I'm saying? You know, all we got, you know, I ain't gonna get I barely talk throughout the week. I'm barely on the phone and doing all that extra stuff and I be wanting to say some things, but this is my, this is the time that I can, um, so to speak, vent, you know, and bring some of this information um, to to the head of those who are willing to to make to to gather themselves, you know, what I'm saying, and participate with themselves. That, you know, that is a beautiful thing when we participate with ourselves. All right, but those are a couple of scriptures out of the out of the, out of the biblical text. You know, Bibelos book, Helios Bibelos, the Sun book, you know what I'm saying? So this Sun book has a great deal of information. You could say it's a history book, a health book, whatever the case may be, you know, these different um different uh schools of thought, be it uh Christianity, Islam, Judaism, um Hinduism, Brahmanism, whatever it may be, um, they all have different um aspects of looking at the same thing. For instance, I, I came to this hotel earlier and the owner is um, from India and he saw my shirt. He's Ganesha on the shirt. He said, uh, where do you get the shirt from? Said, well, uh, I think I ordered it. I think I ordered it off the line anyway, but off uh, Amazon. But um, he said, yeah, it's Ganesha. He said, yeah, yeah. He said, you, you study? You, what's your religion? And I was like, well, I'm, I told him I read, read the Upanishads and the uh, Regvada and, and um, you know, different books of that in that category of thought. But uh so we got to speaking on things and he was like, Yeah, so it's funny, you know, how the Western mind is that uh all these different cultures are diverse and separate because they of religion and, and different things that we tend to think is uh different. But basically he was like all things are the same. What he, you know, he said. He said that that statement where um, we're all on different roads that's leading to the same point at the top of the mountain. You know, we might be taking different routes, but we're going to all we're all going the same in the same to the same basically in conclusion. We're all going the same place. You know, it's just whoever obtains certain amount of information can toward our journey a little bit. And make us go you know, turn around, get trip up over a couple of tree limbs on the way, go fall in some quicksand, you know, all different might drown in some water here and there because they might give us misdirection, you know what I'm saying, and tell us something over here that, oh, this is more important over here, or this ain't that. And I don't even mess with that, you know what I'm saying? But basically, we're all going the same direction, you know, so, you know, so yeah, that was kind of interesting for him to, you know, talk about that. We had a little conversation, you know, built on a few things for a few moments. But give thanks, you know what I'm saying? But these different books have different um, 
different ways of speaking to us. Speaking of Aponathar, where is it? Aponathar's. It's a. It's not just one book. It's a. It's a collective of different. Different passages, different books. You know, what I'm saying over time, from between 800 to 400 BC. But upon the side, uh, it's a word that um, means side is side. It means to sit. And um, upa means under, and knee means knee. So to sit underneath. Uh, what some in Indian um, philosophical circles say that means is basically to sit under the feet of the master, a uh, guru. But we know guru means um, guru and ru. Gu means dark, gooey substance. And ru means light. So the, the dark, gooey light. All right, but um, that's going back to um, dark energy and dark matter. So basically what I see um, upon a side meaning is sitting underneath, but um, basically going into the subconscious. All right. So I'm going to read one passage out of uh, just the first one out of the, this um, version of the Upanishad sitting in um, sitting the subconscious, you know what I'm saying? Go to the subconscious realms. Uh, this is, um, I'm not going to read the whole thing as it moves on earth. Leaving the transient, find joy in the, in the internal. Set not your heart on another's possession. Working thus a man may wish for a life of a hundred years. Only actions done in God bind not the soul of man. There, there are demon-haunted worlds, regions of utter darkness. Whoever in life denies the spirit falls into that darkness of death. The spirit, without moving, is swifter than the mind. The senses cannot reach him. He is ever beyond them. Standing still, he overtakes those who run. To the ocean of his being, the spirit of life leads the streams of action. He moves and he moves not. He is far and he is within all, and he is outside all. Who sees all in his own loses all fear. When the sage sees this great unity and itself has become all beings, what delusion and what sorrow can ever be near him? The spirit filled all with his radiance. He is incorporeal and invulnerable, pure and untouched by evil. He is the supreme seer and thinker, eminent and transcendent. He placed all things in the path of eternity. Into deep darkness fall those who follow action. Into deeper darkness fall those who follow knowledge. One is the outcome of knowledge, and another is the outcome of action. Thus have we heard from the ancient sages who explained this truth to us. He knows both knowledge. He who knows both knowledge and action with action overcomes death, and with knowledge reaches immortality. Into deep darkness fall those who follow the imminent. Into deeper darkness follow all those who follow the transcendent. One is the outcome of the transcendent, and another is the outcome of the imminent. Thus have we heard from the ancient sages who explained this truth to us. He who knows both the transcendent and the imminent, with the imminent overcomes death, and with the transcendent reaches immortality. The face of truth remains hidden behind a circle of gold, unveiled, O God of light, that I who love the truth may see. O living, giving son, O life-giving son, offspring of the Lord of creation, solitary seer of heaven, spread thy light and withdraw thy blinding splendor, that I may behold thy radiant form. That spirit far away within thee is my own innermost spirit. May life go to a mortal life and the body go to ashes. Om, O my soul, 
Remember past strivings. Remember, oh my soul, remember past strivings. Remember, by the path of good, lead us to the final bliss. O fire divine, thou God, who knowest all ways, deliver us from wandering evil. Prayers and adoration we offer unto thee. All right, so that blinding splendor, that's the Syriantra, okay, the God of light. Um, remember, Kael. Kael means um, the spirit of God. Or, you know what I'm saying, talking about Superman, Super Baby, or Superman. All right, Kael is the spirit of God. That's the light, the God of light. It's basically um, Yura, you know, the great one. Yura is... Uh, Translated to Allah, when we interchange the L's into uh, and the R's into L's, Yula. All right, but basically, where um, one is the outcome of the transcendent, and the other is the outcome of the imminent. The transcendent is is what we're looking at as far as uh, real, but it's a transition. It's just it's transitory. You know, it's, it's not here. The imminent is what has always been. So to know and to act. Is to defeat death, to become immortal. So when we are, um, he who moves and he moves not, he is far and he is near. He is in, he is within all and is outside all. He who sees all beings in itself, and itself is all beings, loses all fear. So they want us to stay in a fear-based reality, well, say they, but as far as systematically is concerned, how um, so the social uh, conduit, the social conduit of energy is flowing through right now is based on fear. That is really the foundation of that fear is the conceptual agreement that we have a construct of information that is uh, half truth. So they tell us one thing that is somewhat of a truth, but in, in essence is, is uh, you know allegory, analogies, and metaphors and similes. All right. So when we locate the truth of it, which is zero, you know, so whatever going in the cycle, coming back out of the cycle, still going to equal zero. So when we go to that zero point, that zero moment, infinite zero chakra, and the boom is taking in information, we don't necessarily got to take in the information as being God sent. It's not being sent from God. When we go into meditation and there ain't nothing going in, and but it's coming up, that's where God is. God is within. You know, we're looking at something that's being refocused on thousands and thousands of different ways and different times. All right. But that's uh, that was the Isa Ipanasat. Isa, you know, is another word for uh, Savior or Christ. You know, what I'm saying, um, you know, Aramaic. All right, so the Isa Ipanasat, so the anointed, um, sitting in the anointed um, subconscious or the anointed darkness, sitting in the um, light of darkness or sitting in the dark light. You know, what I'm saying, dark light of consciousness. Again, that's uh, the title of Open, the book, Good Brothers' book, Dark Light Consciousness, which is basically Amin Ra, and that's basically Krypton. So let's get into a little bit more math right here. Um, the hymns of Hermes, the hymns of Hermes, um, the first step undertaken, this is the hymn of Hermes by G.R.S. Mead, the first step undertaken by a hermetic um, catechumon which is basically one who's converted into Christianity in the initiation system um, back then in hermetic initiation system in capitalism. Um, but the first step undertaken by a hermetic catacomb 
consisted in reading some of the publicly available hermetic books, such as portions of the Corpus Hermeticum and the Pomodiris. Okay, so um, the second period, that's the first step is basically the mythos, getting the information, the knowledge. The second period occurred in small groups composed of students who have passed through the probationary period. First group, the first one was in public discourse. Everybody around didn't matter. They out there in the middle of the day, they teach, you know, like uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees when Jesus was walking around the temples, they'd be out there and all that. He was going through the initiation. All right, so the second period occurred in small groups composed of students who have passed through the probationary period. Rituals and meditations were performed in this phase. All right, so that's the rituals. First is the information and mythology. Then the second period is the rituals. Like we were talking about last week, you know, all religions have three aspects, um, three phases. That would be um, the mythos, you know, the method of learning the information, then the ritual, the observations of different arranged, um, different arrangements where they will be attuned to, and then the metaphysical information that will lead to um, the mystical experience. So the second one is the rituals and meditations that were taken, undergone by, um, um, they were done in different enclosed areas with not as many people around. But these experiences undergone here were regarded as preparatory to the ascent through the seven spheres, which was the next step. All right, so the next step is known as the progress through the heptamide. Heptamide is seven different, it's a group of seven, basically. So the seven sacred planets of the ancient world were widely envisioned as the symbolic guardians of earthly life. The planets were largely regarded as influence of restriction, All right, so which the ascending soul must overcome. As the initiate's interior powers increase, the stranglehold of the cosmos and the planets decrease. So this period of the initiatory development in the, to the hermetic student was guided uh, to such an acquisition of mental and spiritual power that would enable him to cast off the chains of the cosmic jealous. Having overcome the seven spirits and with them the limiting influence of the cosmos, the initiate was now ready to enter the brotherhood of the Odai, that's the eighth. This step is um, symbolized by the entry into the eighth spirit beyond the cosmic prison of the seven. Alright, so in um, this is coming out of uh, the Nakhamadi. Nakhamadi means Nag again, wise, ham, dark, and Mahdi means guide. So the wise, dark guide, the wise, dark guru, or the wise, dark um, light of um, the, that dark, gooey substance. And that's meditation, going deep into oneself. Most of these books, like even Helios, Helios is talking about um, some book, but it's really talking about going deep within oneself. Uh, so the eighth reveals the ninth is the title of this, uh, this passage within the Nakamadi. Um, say, it says right here, how shall I describe this all? I see another mind that moves the soul. I see the one who speaks to me through a holy swoon or through a holy sleep. You know, swoons of uh, being intoxicated enough to where um, pass, we pass out. Thou givest me strength. I see myself. I'm willing to discourse. I'm overcome with trembling. I have found the origin of the power above all powers which has no origin. I see a wellspring bubbling up with life. I have said, O thou son, that I am the mind, I have seen what speech cannot reveal. For the entire age, O my son, with the souls therein, and the angels are singing in silence. But I, the mind, understand. All right, so like I was saying, 
you know, um, Not Comedy, uh, Holy Bible, Helios Bibelos, um, um, Upanishad, Bhagavad Gita, all these words basically is really, really the deeper essence of it is going within the darkness of the mind and in that silence, um, pulling up and uploading the information of the infinite field of intelligence, you know, that zero point um, theory, basically. But that, that zero point is where is the informational field where all things exist, all things don't exist, and what will never exist even exists, basically. You know, it's the future, the past, the present, all that in one. All right, but so that gives me strength. I see myself, then it stays right here. I see a wellspring bubbling up of life, a wellspring bubbling, the bubbling spring. So the essence, bubbling spring, again, is talking about inside of traditional Chinese medicine, Taoism, it's talking about that uh, the point in the middle of the foot, but that's the kidney point, the essence. I, so the bubbling, I see a wellspring bubbling up with life. That's a seat of life, the seat of life. I said, you know what I'm saying? That wellspring is also equivalent to the um, the knife um, seat on the tree of life. That's um, your side, or I said. And that's um, that's the wound that births Geb or Malkut, the physical, you know what I'm saying? So out of that wound, the seat of life, I said, the knife, you know, again, and, and zero, well, eight plus zero plus one equals nine. So that's the birthing process. So going through the birthing process by way of, you know, September, I mean, December, that's the ninth sign. Then the 10th, you know what I'm saying? That's the doorway. So we went through the birth. Now we go to the 10th completion. That's the year we're in. We just left out of the year 2016, which equals nine. Now we're in 2017, which equals 10 completion. So that doorway, you know, that portal, now we're going into, uh, we went to 11, the purification process. So now we birth, we went through the doorway. Now we clean what they do with the baby. They wash off the about, you know, that fluid, whatever. And then we go to battle. So now we're battling, going to battle in March and in, in Aries as well, another more more sign, but we go to, to battle, you know what I'm saying, with uh, those lower energies, if you want to say lower energies, but not really, it's not a battle that someone's going to come out on top like to talk about. It's really an agreement. You know, war has peace treaties within it. So when we have these treaties of peace or whatever, that means there's a correspondence between both realms to where there is an agreement of some type of um, elements of agreement to where there's no longer conflict, but there is a correspondence, collective correspondence within those two realms. And now we're going into that process. We are in that process, basically. Because we are in the Aquarian age, you know, saying of purification. That that's that Aquarius, you know, a, the Aries part of it is a, is a, um is a um not acronym, but it's a, um, a, a anagram for Osiris or Osir. Osir. Alright, so but aqua again, of course, is water. You know what I mean? So talking about um, something that's unseen though. Of course, um, Osiris talking about the Lord of the Perfect Darkness. All right. So, and also going into uh, certain things with the number eight hundred one. Eight is the seat. We was talking about nine. Nine is um, I said eight is Sebek or Set, and also Hod on the Tree of Life on the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. It's Hod meaning glory, but Sebek means sublimation. So it's attaining, retaining, and cultivating the energy back up to one. One is Asir, or is also Kepler, the crown. Asir meaning Lord of the Perfect Darkness. 
right? Um, and me and the good brother Jamal was speaking on the other day with the building, and I was and we was talking about uh, this pretty much in chakras and everything like that in between. But um, when we when we were talking about um, the Yoruba um, pantheon, we have the deity Ashua Legba. Ashua Legba is the uh, deity. Um, a mis, you know, a mischief, all different, different type of thing, but a different of the crossroads, right? So he's in the in the middle of the crossroads. He's that dot, that black dot. But reason being, in the middle of the crossroads, he's uh, an angel of the Arisha. There's 401 Arisha, right? So he's the uh, angel of the Arisha, but he's also an angel of the Ojugun, the, the the demons or whatever. The, you know, mischief makers, the ones that put blockages on the pathway, blockages, you know, blockages the path. So he is on both um, rams as a as a seraphim and a cherubim, if you, if you will, or, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But basically, he's the one in the 400, and he's the one in the 200. 400 and 200 equals 600. But he, since he's only one individual, do, individual dual self, he will be 400. It would be 600 plus, I mean, 600 and then that one, but that would make it 601. 601 equals seven. All right, so talking about seven chakras again. But when we go back into the crossroad point of view, he's in the center of the crossroads meeting. He could cause things to occur good, cause things to occur bad. One of the, uh, the, Old Patricot, well, one of the old sayings of uh, and attributes of Allegra is um, he throws stones um, today that will strike and kill two birds tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Also, there's another statement that says, uh, I will, uh, that Shu Allegra punishes today what we will do tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So basically, past, present, future don't exist. That black dot. You know, sometimes we get entangled with things in this reality. In the present, we call present because something that we did 10,000 years ago. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, so getting back to that zero point, getting back to the center, knowing you are a legendary issue in the first place. And we did these things, you know what I'm saying? You are the ones on both sides of that 400 and 200. You know what I mean? 4 and 2 equals 6, 24. 42, but 42 is a multiple of seven. So you got the 42 books of my eye, the 42, or the 42 laws of my eye, the 42 books of, of the hoodie. But those are, that's a multiple of seven, seven times six. You know what I'm saying? Six is equivalent to the six um, element, which is basically on, on this side, carbon. You know what I'm saying? All right, that was out of the hands of Hermes. Getting through it, getting through it. Got a couple more minutes, but uh, so let's go into this 108 a little bit. Well, let's talk about alchemy and the virtual. So we got virtual. Virtual, y'all haven't heard of it. It's uh, it's basically like um, um, we have viral, you know, some viral, V-R-I-L. Then we have virtual, B-I-T-R-I-O-L. We basically all the same thing, but this virtual is an acronym that means. Um, it breaks down to visitor interior terre rectificande in vanis occultum lapidium. That's Latin for visit the center of the earth and change the direction of the energy along the path of the soul. 
there you will find the hidden stone, the philosopher's stone. You know, the philosopher's stone is, you know, with transmutes base metal, basically that's impure trauma of form negative karmic energy blockages into gold, pure spiritual soul energy. And as you're stating in the um the imponicides right here says um the face of truth remains hidden behind a circle of gold. Hidden that's again is Amen Ra. Alright, so when we're looking at and according to myth, after the sun sets, it rests, you know, it or it shines in Tartarus. Tartarus is, is the subconscious mind. Tartarus is a Latin word, I mean a Greek word for hell. But in esoteric thought, hell is darkness or the subconscious mind. So according to myth, the sun sets and set is uh, rest as well. Set to, you know, to means to rest. So reset, you know what I'm saying? So sun sets, ray, ra, sun, and sets, st, that's dark, you know, light, darkness and light, rest, it shines in tutorials, the subconscious, where light can feel cell or the, the DNA, which is supposedly 99%, 99.9999 empty space, or right, darkness that light can be filled in there. Therefore, the central fire, central fire or of the body being uh, Kundalini energy or we want to call it prana or whatnot, that energy is in the center of the earth, the physical body is known as the dark sun in mythos. And that's the black sun, the invisible sun, the subterranean sun, or the volcanic sun, also the hidden sun or Amun Ra, Krypton. So this hidden, so the face of truth remains hidden behind a circle of gold. Unveil it, O God of light that I who love the truth may see. All right, so God, like, you know, different thoughts like Lucifer, you know what I'm saying? They say Lucifer is uh, the God of light, you know, but this, that's all, all allegory and it's all analogy, you know what I'm saying? Talking about one thing in a different manner and giving the storyline a punch so we have something to chew on and then we get the truth of the matter as we get older as far as an initiatory system back in the past. Remember, this stuff, this information is not unimportant. It's not um, weak. It's very strong, very prevalent. So this black sun, the hidden sun, Amun-Ra, you know, Amun-Ra Krypton. So it's a very, it's very ironic unity between um, Krypton and Amun-Ra and who we are. So basically, I'm going to get into that. The energy from the center of the earth or the physical body, that's us is um, the black sun, that's Amun Ra, that's the heart, and it flows out in all directions, you know, so that's the key to activating the Kundalini, the energy is coming and exuding, flowing out from every direction of the physical body. All right, so this burrow force, or the black sun, remember, virtual is the acronym that means visit the center of the earth, that's the heart and change the direction of the energy along the path of the soul. So there you will find a hidden stone. There you will find that um, hidden element, the hidden sun, you know, Amen Ra. It's uh, the sun behind the sun behind the sun. So we have that sun up there, and then you got the sun that's located behind the series, the black sun, but then there's the sun that's located within us, the heart. That's the initiatory spark or the pineal gland or the 
our soul, basically, that two-dimensional space that that is taking in this stuff and absorbing it and, and you know, having fun with it or not having so much fun with it. But that's that that's that first sale, basically. But that's the where it fell has fell down into this physical structure that we sometimes forgot about it. So when we learn something by heart, you know what I'm saying, we remember it and it brings about that that energy, that barrel force or that rock, that um that um chi, ki, you know what I'm saying? But the barrel force energy it was said to be primo material. So, you know, that's the first material. That's the black sun. And it supposedly exists in the center of the earth, you know, giving light to um, what they call the Viral Yah, which is the children of the energy. But basically, this force has been known in the past by different names in Orgon, the Odic Force, Astral Light, Ojas, Oya, you know, Chi, Ki, um, Albert Pike, and his. Um, Discussion of uh, was the 28th degree of the ancient accepted Scottish rites, Freemasonry stated, and it was called the Night of the Sun or Prince of Death. He stated there is in nature one most potent force by means whereof a single man who could possess himself of it and should know how to direct it could revolutionize and change the face of the world. This is the force that the Nazis in their inner occult circle was attempting to lose on the world for which the Viral Society had uh, apparently groomed um, Hitler for. So he stated, what he has stated, quote, there is in nature one most potent force by means whereof a single man who could possess himself of it and should know how to direct it could revolutionize and change the face of the world, end quote. That's out of um, the ancient and accepted Scottish writer Freemasonry called um, Night of the Sun or Prince of Death by Albert Pike. And that's on discussion of none other than the 28th degree. You know what I'm saying? All right, so 28 days for purification. You know what I'm saying? So how does one possess himself of, you know, one of these most natural potent forces and not go crazy? You know what I'm saying? But basically breaking out of those bonds, or you know what I'm saying, through yoga, which yoga means to yoke or to bond, and religion means to... um Array, you know, saying back and then ligar or whatever means to bond or to connect, basically, but to bond back. But how do we break out of those bonds that are keeping us in a state of mind of confusion and fear by bonding back to the original essence, which in yoga practices is breath, you know, saying, but you know, that that's a one way of looking at breaking out of those bonds, but it's a process, but it, it ain't nothing to be indoctrinated into like what they're trying to do just do right here. But we're going to talk about some more of that in a second. So the black sun is an esoteric concept represented as the void of creation, basically. And it's one of the most senior archetype, archetype type of uh, symbols. The black sun is like a circle with, I, I play, I'm going to place it on. Um, I don't know if I put it on, on the, um, on top, on there, on this right here, but I'm going to place it on the YouTube. I'll put that symbol up there. like a symbol with a black circle and then it has a light around it and it's like energy exuding out of all the different angles. But this is uh, the the truth of the matter it is who we are. The truth of the matter is unseen and seen. You know, we look in the premium material, you know, saying that big ball of nothing, the black sun or the first energy First, like it's the first emotion as well, primo um, uh, motion, motion 
I think that's how it's, but, but that's, it, it's also that too, but that dark energy, dark matter. All right. Um, going into, let's go over, we am going to get, got to get into that Superman a little bit. So we got the 801, the 801, which equals nine. All right. And we are participating with chakras. And, you know, chakras has been an ongoing study and practice since time immemorial. It's, it's for some time, it fell asleep within the mindset of, of uh, Europeans here in the West, or especially just in the, in the West in general, not just Europeans, but all of us. It fell asleep as far as the information concerning practicing. But now it's like it's, you know, it's everywhere. Chakra alignment centers, uh, how to align your chakras and get healthy, you know, there's yoga studios, Reiki studios, chiropractors, acupressure offices, they're everywhere now. So starting to come back, we're starting to wake up to it. You know, and, you know, chakra again is it's a symbol that is talking about movement from one dimension to another. So it's that it means circle or um basically that's what the word means. Again, it's Sanskrit C A C R A a wheel or a circle, but it's actually a triangle. All right. So chakra is really, in, in its fundamental nature, is in essence a wormhole or vortex. So these chakras, and dealing with the yoga um, system, is essentially meant to align our system with cosmic geometry, organized geometry. All right, so in the Indian yoga system, the yogi see the body as 114 chakras. So it's 72,000 nadis that meet and link with what is identified as chakra spinning wheels and you know, all vortices of energy. Some philosophies state that these 114 chakras, there are two outside the body, only two outside the body, and uh, 112 are inside the body. And within 112, there are four which we don't do anything with. They just, they're just there and they will come online when the other 112 12 chakras are flowing properly. So when there are, those are in harmony, they fly by themselves. Those four fly by themselves. They open up by themselves. But after that, 112 and minus the four, we are left with 108, which we can work with. So the number 108 now becomes noteworthy. All right. So this 108, that's why some you know practitioners of yoga wear 108 beads or um, um, monks wear 108 beads when they do their mantras and they recite different uh, uh, chants dealing with the 108 chakras to align oneself and then come balance with the cosmos. All right. But the, let's go into the mystic meaning of the number 108. 108, of course, equals nine. And as we spoke on, you know, we got Keter at the top of the tree of life. And then you have um, eight, the opposite, opposition self, uh, Sebek, on the bottom half of the tree of life. And that equals nine. But when they come together, the one and nine, that zero is placed in there. Can't forget zero. You know what I'm saying? Don't overlook that. Because what is what is one and nine? What is I mean, what is nine? Nine is one and zero. You know what I'm saying? When we break it apart and it's two components, it's one and zero. So that one and zero is the male and female aspect of oneself or the left and right brain again. And that's creation being processed and properly um, propagated. All right, but that's nine. So let's look at 
108 in mystic terms in the past, but the number 108 has um, different meanings throughout history. Um, the again, the models, you know, what I'm saying um, I don't use them anymore. I actually use my hands. It's kind of weird, but see, the hands is the Siri Yantra. Siri Yantra is based on uh, what is called uh, manas. Well, basically, you have uh, it's similar to um, yin and yang. So you have two sides of the Siri Yantra, 54, 54 mamas on one side and 54 mamas, mamas, M-A-R-M-A-S, on the other side. But these mamas are intersecting energy lines within both sides, but 54 times 2 equals 108. And those 108 points are what we, as far as in, in the Indian aspect or in the, um, the different uh, philosophies, are talking about those intersecting uh, lines coming together on both sides, creating 108 uh, different um Connecting points through the Yadis, I mean through the Nadis, by way of the Mama points. All right, so there are said to be like 108 energy lines in the Nadis or Nadis meeting to form the heart chakra. So they're coming in from all sides, 54 on both, and they meet at the heart chakra. And you can see the picture. You look up 108 uh, energy lines, um, and you'll see how they go into the heart and they form um, different forms, but they're always going to be in the shape of a triangle. All right. Again, what does the triangle equal out to? It will always be 180. So there we have 108 again or 9. All right. So um, oh, yeah. What I was saying is with the hands, uh, you got three. Well, it equals out to 15. You got three joints in each finger, in each digit. So what I do now is I just keep my hands in Buddha, prayer hands or whatever. It's kind of strange, but it's cool. So the thumb is two, but I count three in it. So when if I'm doing chants, I go through all, every joint, one, two, three, one, two, three. So it's 15 on each hand. So it's 30 on both hands. And then, you know, 30, 30, 30, that's 90. Then you do one hand, that's 15, that makes it, 105, then I just do the thumb or the pinky that makes it 108. You know what I'm saying? So I sort of go back from doing it and from something externally physical, take it right back within self, and you can actually feel that energy flowing through the finger joints. You know, I mean, I don't know if you do 108 chants or if any one of you are doing chants like that, but to participate with those that verbalization in, inside or outside, if you're doing it so vocally or you're actually exerting the words uh, outward, outwardly, you can actually feel that energy going through your body by way of the fingertips. I didn't feel it that way with the beads. And plus it was kind of distracting, distracting me from other things because I'm sitting there, I have to count this bead. When I notice one, two, three, and it gets to a rhythm after a while. All right. But okay. So the number 108 has that aspect, of, you know, that, that uh, meaning behind it with the beads. Uh, the 108 is also known as spiritual completion in Vedic, by Vedic sages. Um, yeah, it represents the whole of, of existence, basically. Um, the, a pentagon, if you're looking at the five angles of a pentagon, the angle formed by two adjacent lines in the pentagon equals 108. Uh, Hindu deities have 108 names that they, that they recite, along with the 108 beads. 
Um, I'm gonna get through these real quick. Um, the esoteric existence of the number 108 can be seen in different spiritual applications and theories in Kriya Yoga. The maximum number of repetitions allowed are 108. Um, the sun salutations in yoga practice was done 108 times. It represents um, the changes of seasons. Um, it is said that one can be so calm in meditation, practicing pranayama, but only with only 108 breaths a day that enlightenment will come. So 108 breaths a day, enlightenment will come. Uh, one idea states that in one minute we breathe in approximately 15 times, in one hour 900 times, and in 12 hours 10,800 times. So in one day we breathe in 21,600 uh, times a day. So we split that in half as a 10,800 times. So if we're going to um, utilize our breath for our day-to-day routines on one half part of it and then give God or give thanks to the inner realities, this, you know, personification of, of self, then we'll have the other half on that side. All right. But basically, um, a hundred times 108 equals, well, a hundred times uh, 10,000. So multiply 108 by 100 equals 10,800, basically. So if we're going to go in like in a tantra, it estimates that average number of our breaths per day are 21,600. One is dealing with solar energy and the other is dealing with lunar energy. So when we multiply 108 by 100, it equals 10,800. So multiplying two times 10,800 equals 21,600. So we have 10,800 on one nostril, 10,800 on the other nostril. That's solar energy and lunar energy. So that's why we do the um, uh, opposite or the um, alternate nostril breathing to balance and balance those energies. You know what I'm saying? That's part of the Wahed Nagaru meditation, along with the 81 counts of the heartbeat, as well as the 108. It depends on the level of your breathing um, apparatus. If you can go to 108, that's why I put that in there, 81 counts to 108 counts. All right, but um, and continue um, on also what the mala represents the ecliptic. So the beads represents the ecliptic, the path of the sun and the moon across the sky. So yogis divide the ecliptic into 27 equal sections, and each of these sections were um, had four equal parts. They were these are called the steps, but therefore making it 108 steps, 27 times four. All right, so that's the um, time that the sun and moon take go through the heavens, and each was associated with a particular blessing as they go through the beads. When you get to the 109 bead, that's the guru bead, that go back to the other one, uh, the other side, and move backward through the beads, because that represents the summer when the solstice, you know what I'm saying, when um, it's equal day and night, so they go back the other way. I mean, when the sun sits still, uh, it goes back the other way. All right, so uh, after that, they would uh this is well basically that's uh using mala as a symbolic way of connecting ourselves with the cosmic cycle governing the universe the 108 beads of the mala also represent krishna as the head bead the 108 most was a confidential service uh and his most confidential service the 108 confidential service 108 energy lines, the Nadis, the Mamas um, spoke on that, the Siri Yantra. Siri Yantra again means um, the splendid light. 
So the series Yonchi broken half is 54 on one side, 54 on the other side, that equals um, 54 times 2 equals 108 that are flowing within the heart, that are creating that oh, those nadis, those nodes, where the uh, chakras, the circuits, uh, where that, um, that energy, electricity, if you will, is flowing through and formulating life. You know what I'm saying? Those 108 points. So um, in astronomy, um, 2,160 years is equal to an aeon. 20 times 108 equals 2,160. Uh, the distance between the Earth and the sun is 108 times the width of the sun. The width of the sun is 108 times the width of the Earth. The distance between the Earth and the moon is 108 times the width of the moon. The universe is made up of 108 elements according to archaic science. But you, we all know that it's um it's 119, 118, something like that in um, traditional science now. All right, but again, the distance between the Earth and Moon is 108 times the width of the Moon. The width of the Sun is 108 times the width of the Earth. The distance between the Earth and the Sun is 108 times the width of the Sun. So it's all universal, and and also there are. 12 constellations and nine arc segments. So we got 12 constellations in the arcs between them. That equals 108. The nine planets traveling through the 12 signs constitute the whole of existence, nine times 12. So those nine arc segments going through constellation, the 12 signs equals 108, nine times 12. Um, uh, Lord Brahma is uh, equal to the number nine. So mathematically, um, nine is very prevalent. Eight plus one equals nine. Nine times three is twenty-seven. Nine times twelve is one hundred eight. It always goes back to nine. Every every time nine is multiplied by another number, it always goes back to nine. Um, uh, Vedas treats the sun as God, and the sun has twelve signs. So the sun related to being Brahma equals nine. So nine times twelve is twelve signs of the sun, and Brahma equaling nine. That's one hundred eight again. Um, Sada Yuga consists of 172,800 years. 1 plus 7 plus 2 plus 8 equals 18 equals 9. Trade Yuga, 1,296,000 years. That's 1 plus 2 plus 9 plus 6 equals 18 equals 9. Dropper Yuga, 864,000 years. 8 plus 4 plus 6 equals 18 equals 9. And Kali Yuga, 432,000 years. 4 plus 3 plus 2 equals 9 again. According to Chinese and Indian martial arts, Marma Adi, or uh, and uh, Marma Adi and Ayurveda, there are 108 pressure points in the human body. All right, one, zero, and eight. One is equaling God. Truth is, stands for the emptiness or the void. You know, mother womb or creation. And eight is infinity. So eight or one. All right. Now, in representation of the nine again, we're going to talk we're going to go into nine ether. Talk about that nine ether and um how it relates to um one oh eight and who we are. This is our the nine ether uh, re engineering um by the good brother African creation energy. Got some good books. Um one of his other books is uh my 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 um, magic. Um, or mathematics is you know good read. So 
So out of this, the significance of the number nine as it relates to concepts associated with ether, non-ether, you know what I'm saying? Coupled with information presented by Dr. Malachi York about non-ether. All right, so non-ether, this is out of uh, one of Dr. York's book, books called The Black Book, Part Two. And remember, the information is not the person, all right? Non-ether is the original creative forces that made up um, the um, non-ether is the original creative forces. Ether means Middle English, Upper Air from Latin Aether and Greek Aether. Ghost is the lowest and ether is the highest. Anu or on the forces of non-ether called black forces. That's alchemy again. Created life in the water first. Alchemy, you know what I'm saying? Created life in the water first. Hydrocarbons were present in these waters. Hydrocarbon is a simple methane or benzene gas which only contains hydrogen and carbon. Where hydrocarbon itself means hydro, water, and carbo, carbon, charcoal, black. So that means black on water. Hence where, if you, you didn't know, that's, yeah, that's where my name came from somewhat. It's talking about uh, melanin, basically. Not my name, but another attribute that uh, black water, the metamagician, the title that I use on this, uh, this blog cast, this blog talk. Um, so high, um, hydrocarbon, means hydro again water and carbo meaning black so the black gases of non-ether are the celestial origin of all new whoppings of all so this is uh that was again out of um the sacred breakfast of atom ra the black book part two and then we right here it's talking about non-ether non-ether is the combination of all existing gases of nature nothing anywhere can be as powerful as all the existing gases on Earth, these gases are known as radon, RN, with an atomic number of 26, exon, XT, with an atomic number of 54, krypton, with an atomic number of 36, argon, with an atomic number of 18, neon, with an atomic number of 10, and helium, with an atomic number of 2. These are also called the noble gases. On the periodic, on the periodic or elemental chart, on the physical chart. However, on the ethereal chart, they are listed as dust. Um, Ether 2, Ether 10, Ether 18, Ether 26, Ether 36, and Ether um, 54. All right, so therefore, non-Ether is the most potent power in all the boundless universe. All right, so um, 9 to the ninth power of 9 is the infinite number that cannot be, it, it's, all, it's just, you can't go beyond that number, 9 to the ninth power of 9, all right, in mathematics. But when I was looking at this right here, what drew my attention is Krypton. So Krypton's uh, number is 36. So that means, you know, just like with all elements, that means Krypton has, uh, for instance, like carbon is the number six, L is the sixth element. So it has six protons, six neutrons, six electrons. So I was like, well, okay, that's 36 times three. You got six, 36 electrons, 36 neutrons, 36 protons. 36 times 3 is 108. I was like, whoa, wow. It led me to that. Krypton, 108. All right, so what's going on now? So I had to start doing some research on it. It's like, okay, so Krypton is 108. I, you know, I did all this, you know, and I have more information. I just, we're not going to be able to get into it. But, well, basically, I just go with the spirit. All right, so this is what intelligence lead me. So, if I looked up something called Superman Should Be Black, written by J.B. Chalmers, and he wrote this in the Forbes magazine back in March 
2016. It says right here, Superman should be black. By that I mean he should have dark skin. And not that he's African American or any other person of color. After all, the man is still from the planet Krypton. Krypton means being hidden sun, not Earth. That said, Superman could indeed be played by a black actor in future superhero movies. My argument for why Superman should be black is based on science. Before I explain the reasoning, however, we need to address the sensitive subject, race. Many people use skin color as shorthand for ethnicity, but race has little meaning in biology. It's a social concept that describes recent ancestry. Race matters for superheroes because it contributes to their identity. You know what I'm saying? Race matters for superheroes because it contributes to their identity. And over the past few decades, comic book publishers and movie studios have increasingly changed characters to reflect the society's ethnic diversity. Rather than promoting diversity just for diversity's sake, I believe the case for changing a character's identity is made stronger if the rationale makes sense based on origins and powers. The change is more likely to be welcomed and become permanent if it is based on logic, not gimmick. And that brings us to Superman. Because most superpowers break the laws of physics, explaining why they're impossible is a pointless exercise. For the science of superheroes, it's more fun to focus on what's plausible. So while Superman's powers probably require unrealistic amounts of energy to work, we can at least imagine how to maximize the energy he needs. Solar-powered cells. In the movie Man of Steel, Superman asks his biological father why he's different from humans. As As Joel explains, Earth's sun is younger and brighter than Krypton's. Was your cells have drunk in its radiation, strengthening your muscles, your skin, your senses. The fact is, Superman is powered by solar radiation, light. Okay? So almost all life on Earth is ultimately powered by the sun via photosynthesis. Plants and other organisms use light to make food, carbohydrates. Here we have hydrogen and carbon again, black, um, dark water, black water, or whatnot, or basically melanin, you know, dark energy, dark matter. All right, so that's carbohydrate and water, um, well, carbon and water. Superman cells will carry out a process similar to photosynthesis. Instead of making carbs, though, he synthesizes fictional molecules, but it's not fictional, it's photons, that store even larger amounts of chemical energy. Light rays consist of photons, subatomic particles, that behave in both ways and pure energy, both ways and pure energy. You know what I'm saying? So that's that infinite potential, the potential of the wave and pure energy, that's the particle. As a consequence, that's that uh, antimatter. As a consequence, Superman would absorb photons from the visible spectrum. All right. In complex organisms, photons are harvested by specialized compartments such as the coloplasts and plant cells. Coloplasts contain proteins that funnel photons toward pigments, which convert energy from light. When photons hit a pigment molecule, its electrons gain energy. enough energy to leave their associated atoms or double bond shift. Electrons are then passed along chain reactions to produce molecules that can later release the energy stored in their chemical bonds, which is used to synthesize carbs. On Superman's home planet of Krypton, the best pigment color for absorbing solar radiation will be black. Light capturing pigments such as melanosomes act as antennas tuned for picking up photons with the particular energy and their colors. Photosynthetic organisms on distant worlds will use whichever pigments are most appropriate to the available wavelength of light. Green may be common on Earth, but other colors could be more popular on other worlds. Nancy Kiang of the NASA Goodwood Institute for Space Studies explains her article, The Color of Plants on Other Worlds. The limiting factor is not, this is quote, the limiting factor is not the feasibility of novel pigments, but the light spectrum available at a planet's surface, which depends mainly on the star type. 
While the light that reaches the surface is affected by which wavelengths penetrate the atmosphere is ultimately dictated by which rays are emitted, uh, are emitted by the nearby stars. And as we all know, Krypton orbits a red star, and Superman gains his power thanks to the Earth's yellow sun. So therefore, having dark pigmented skin or having melasones on the skin will in- enable him to pick up more of the photons and give him extra strength or extra superhuman qualities. All right, as we were speaking earlier, what is, well, basically, what is the chakras is the vortex. But what is the vortex? It's a black hole. What do black holes do? They take in energy. So that's this, the potential of the infinite zero chakra, you know, that black dot, is for us to take in the light of the sun and become that Superman. Superman, Superman, in comedic, like we were talking about Super Bowl, Sue. Means it him or um, he per is temple and man means daily, but daily can also mean continual or infinite. So su per man, the infinite temple of he. All right, and we know that the Viral Society went and um, was digging into Shambhala, and they said they found the superhuman race. They called them Superman. But the superhuman race was supposedly melanated people with blonde hair. You know what I'm saying? The Black Sun is what they call it. And then they had this SS secret society that was called the Black Sun inside of the Nazi movement because the Nazis, you know, the, the Viral Society was connected with the Nazis. And they went there and they said they found this Black Sun. And they gave them all this information that in turn brought their science up and gave them like the TV and the radio and all that stuff that we have now today. These this black sun was the black sun in that aspect. What they're talking about is taking in certain information from us, from who we are naturally, and what we are capable of doing. Going into these meditative states, they learn uh, how to speak to um, the ancestors and bridge that information back through, like uh, the Biltmore Bridge, or what's called uh, in um, Norse, um, like the Pantheon with uh, Thor and all that. All right, but. Um, it was ironic that my my nephew asked me a couple of weeks before any of this came to the table why did Krypton or Kryptonite affect um, Superman if he was from Krypton, the hidden light, you know, Amin Ra. And I was, I was, you know, I just came with the spirit and I was like, basically, um, what's going on is um, got to look at Krypton as the hidden light. The hidden light is melanin. So, Melon has a strong affinity to whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, so as we were saying earlier, um, we can get caught up on certain activities in life just for the the fuck of it, just because the senses are saying this is what it is, you know, and it feels good, you know, but that can um, be detrimental over time, and it blocks the, you know, the absorption of the sun, so kryptonite basically is poisonous to Kryptonian or Superman because in places the um, sunlight being absorbed into the cell, the krypton, kryptonite actually takes it out it, it, and causes them to be weak. It, it pretty much vacuums it out of the cells, you know what I'm saying, just like uh, anticholamines and processed food and uh, negative thoughts, you know, that's that, that's our kryptonite, you know what I'm saying, these uh, drugs, you know what I'm saying, the availability of, uh, of um heavy metals, you know, fluoride in water, um, different things like that that's blocking 
that's the crypt that's the kryptonite. So I that's I explained to him, you know, so give black, you know, give black the black sun, you know, so get back to your essence, like um first uh, Dr. Chris um Wilson speaking, you know, protect your melon. So kryptonite is going against uh, our melanin. So anything that's going against that that's gonna affect us, that you know, that infinite Superman, you know what I'm saying, that infinite temple of heat or the infinite temple. You know what I'm saying? It's not talking about this physical temple. It's the infinite temple, that black dot, that black sun. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when they said they found somebody in the caves of Shambhala, what they're talking about Shambhala is the inner earth. You know what I'm saying? So, Vetral, again, means um, go to the center of the earth, you know what I'm saying, and, and you know what I'm saying, and change or redirect that energy so it'll go back up to unleash the soul, and there you will find the hidden sun. You will find the dark sun. You will find the Superman. You know what I'm saying? And that black sun is you. You know what I'm saying? That's that black dot. You know what I'm saying? So our kryptonite is everything. Basically, everything is everything, but when we get caught up on everything, then that's just going to weaken us. So that zero, you know what I'm saying? Going back to zero, the infinite zero, the infinite you, you know what I'm saying? Superman, the infinite temple. You know what I'm saying? That going back to that will give you an acquisition. It will actually help you apply and assist you in um that transformation. You know, you know, coming out that suit and tie. You know, out of that you know, that you know, that noose and that, you know what I'm saying, that, that um those slave that slave attire. You know what I mean? So coming out of it and getting that S on the chest. And what is that S? The S is uh, the Manipura. Uh, we look at the symbols, and we didn't go over that tonight, but we look at the symbols of uh, yoga. Um, the Manipura is very similar to the Superman symbol. And that's just that's the one I'm going to, but that's the solar plexus. I'm going to. Um, Talk about that before we go. So that's the third chakra of the solar plexus chakra. It's located two fingers above navel, um, but this cultivates the third body. Now, it has krypton as one of the elements. Krypton has 36 elements, 36 times 3 and 8. So we, we absorb the solar energy, which cultivates our third body through the solar plexus. And this is where our emotional feelings, energy radiates, particularly our gut feelings. But the color is golden. So that hidden golden light again. You know what I'm saying? So gold, that's just another tips and tricks. Healing, uh, manifestation, whatever it may be. Get Simply just absorb that color of gold through all the chakras. They go through all of the whole being, you know, every once in a while. Especially when you're on that conversion level of where you want to take that light in and bring about a manifestation in the application of um, attraction. You know what I'm saying? That gold is coming from the sun. That's the hidden light of the intelligence. But we know it's like what, uh, like Dr. Aline teaches, like 800 trillion uh, pounds of, or something like that coming to the earth all day long. And that's that gold light from the sun, in essence, brings about gold on the planet Earth as well. Um, but this color gold also is representative of um, uh, Ormi. Um, Ormi is what is Ormi is um, orbitally 
rearrange um, anatomic elements. That's a acronym for me. Let me see. I think I had this somewhere. Um, it's, not, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to close out in a second. But um, this army is white gold power, and it's also the philosopher's stone. Basically, it's, um, it's like gold. You have the, what is what is it called? Uh, it's gold, meridian, um, I can't remember. But they, they are dip platinum, uh, osmium, uh, silver, palladium. But they are different type of uh, elements. But out of all the elements, gold will be in every single one of those uh, different uh, monotonic elements, the precious metals. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's all what they're called. But out of all of them, rhodium, palladium, silver, platinum, iridium, um, gold will always be present. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But basically, we are um, light beings, but that light is essence gold. That's why we go from lead, that lead is the external, so-called lower, but the lead is the external, it's the subcutaneous, it's the tissue, the melanin, absorbing in the light, transforming into unseen, but it's the same connectivity, but that light goes within, shock those black holes, you know what I'm saying, and forms everything on the internal and the external. So that's that Superman, you know what I mean? Or that infinite temple. You know what I'm saying? Black sun, that chakra circuit, I mean, but all of us is different has different relations and all everything is everything. You know what I mean? It's no disconnects. All right. Um we got something that we have. If any, I know we don't have a couple of minutes. Um, if anyone's on the line, have a question, uh, let me know before we bail up out of here. Like stop, stop that, brother. You know, um, I didn't get into chakras too much. Yeah, well, we did. We did what we did, and it was all fun. It was all good, you know. Um, but Superman should be black. <laughs> It, it makes sense dealing with uh, how ourselves, oh, you know, he's eating light, you know. So anything on this planet is going to eat light and be able to become um, more than what is the norm, you know, which we've been doing, you know, steals of all, getting that car symbol and, and it just the um, fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet is um, hey. A means infinite and comedic, but A is the, is the pronunciation of he, and the symbol is a man with his hands raised to the heavens, saying, but that is talking about the Ka symbol as well, where we are absorbing sunlight. It's a Qigong, we're absorbing sunlight through the palm hand. You know what I'm saying? That Ka, the again, Su, you know, per man means. The, the infinite, hey, you know what I'm saying, per temple, and su means he, it, or him. So the infinite temple of him or he, Superman. All right, but, you know, let's, I'm about to cut it right here, play something on the, on the way out. 
if I could get to it real quick, where we at, where we at, there we go, um, so I'll get thanks, peace, um, prosperity, protection, and, um, and good health. Yeah, ATD, above the dome, trap of freedom, of family, tradition, heritage, the missing links, spiritual miracles, the awakenings, the walking sphinx, it's time to eat, food for thought, the metamagician, holy rainwater flows off my altar, channel through the seasons, elevate the reasons, What's the purpose of life to the living, death to the kind?